I mean, I was listening on today some po- a podcast today, and they were talking about Mormons, man. And it was really wild, like how the church started. Like they're talking about how, like the beginning, in the beginning of Mormonism, like they had to do a a, uh, a ritual that you literally had to be washed head to toe, like your dad washed you. So you're just like, you're like, Daddy, I don't know if I want to have my balls cleaned, kind of thing. Like, oh my god, <laughs> it was really like, yeah, you know, I'm like, I don't, I'm a little uncomfortable, boy. Like, Ooh, and they far and left turn, and they, and they and they did this, they did this ritual until about like the 1920s. Completely naked. That's how you got into the church. So somebody wild, washed dude. you? Wait, wait. So how somebody old were you when this happened? You? I think you're like 15 or something. And it was just, even like a baptism wait, your, thing. Your it's dad like, washes you? I think your dad washes you or something like that. And it's like... And Hold then, on. I need, I need to open my And then I think, I think like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think like in the 1920s, they put a like a, they put a, like a, a toga on them. And they called it a shield or something. To kind of... Now they just, they just wash your head. That's just how they do it, but... But back then, yeah, be, man, it was your whole thing. It and then used it just, to be butt, like, balls, and back. Like, huh? I think I, it, it was like all of a sudden, like probably the dad was like, "I don't want to wash this goddamn kid's balls." And this is and how then, you want to start the podcast. And the, Let's and do it. Son, and the son's like, oh, it's, it's the already son's started." Like, I heard yeah. on the podcast that it was hilarious. The guy's like, "I don't want to wash this goddamn kid's balls." It's like, "Oh, no, <laughs> daddy, daddy, I, I said, he's like, I'm ready daddy, to wash some children balls. Here we go, daddy." I said, "No, like a preteen." Oh like my a fifteen-year-old kid's balls. Oh, dude. Oh. Anyways, as well as today, we we are the motor. We wanted boys. to bring you along for this, folks. Yes. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. This is the new episode of Movies on the Rocks. We are the Motor Boys. Motor, 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 motor boys. Anyways, and uh, today, um, after that lovely conversation on Mormonism, um, we are going to be discussing the uh, anime motion picture from the late nineties called A Perfect Blue, directed by the great, late great Satoshi Kon. Um, But before we get into that, let's go ahead and run through the usual suspects. That is Eric. Hi. There we go. Thank you, Eric. I'm I'm here. Okay. And of course. Present. Derek. Here. Present. (laughs) So, <laughs> so, all right. So, so, um, as always, this is Movies on the Rocks. Uh, Derek, if you don't mind, go ahead and give us the legal disclaimer. Sure. All right, folks. Uh, Movies on the Rocks. We drink. I'm drinking right now. And uh, we'll be drinking throughout the entirety of the show. So uh, we invite you to join us as long as it is legal wherever you are. And uh, you do so safely. Um, but with Drinking often comes poor decisions, and uh, we're we're no strangers to that. We'll, we'll do it almost every episode. At I mean, this we just point. started with one, I probably. <laughs> yeah, that, we, we weren't even drinking at that point. And, and, right, I, anyway. I, think, I think I lost a religious right, but I probably lost it oh. a long time ago when I said cum oh. gutters. But that's just no oh, Jesus. <laughs> Here we go again. Okay, back. Okay, the point being, we make bad decisions when we're drinking, just like again just now here. Um, so. If we say or, or mention or, or refer to something in any offensive context or manner, please, please let us know. Hit us up on Instagram. I love to uh, be educated. Um, so if, if I'm or any of us are being disrespectful, please let us know. And uh, beyond that, please enjoy the show. All right. Yeah, let's do this. All right. So before we get into the, uh, the news portion of this, episode, of this episode, why don't we go ahead and discuss what we are imbibing today, gentlemen? Uh, Eric, what are you drinking tonight, bro? I have to take it easy, guys. I've had a rough <laughs> couple of weeks, so yes. no mm. screwball tonight. Impossibly. Oh, It'll be a possibly never And again. it will end in a negative review, I foresee. 
<laughs> but I'm drinking um, uh, hard Topo Chico lemon lime today. Nice, nice. Oh, wow, I didn't Taking even know that easy. was a thing. Oh, it's great. Yeah, nice. I love Topo Chico. And then it, wait, is having it like alcohol, actual like they produce it themselves as it's, hard? Yeah, it's Topo Chico. It's Topo Chico hard Topo Chico. It's made by wow. Topo Chico, which is made by Coke, but it's uh, it is hard Topo Chico. Yeah, very cool. Very yeah. cool. Nice. What do you think is in there? Just like vodka or something? Um, I guess it's whatever they put in truly. Like whatever it is that they put like in Trulies oh. or, or White Claws. What do they use? I don't know because I never I drink know. them. I, I would guess either tequila or vodka. I don't, know. I don't yeah. know. Probably vodka. I can't like it tastes good to me because um, I can't smell it. Gets in the way of me trying to figure out what the alcohol is. But yeah, yeah I mean, that's that's one thing. Yeah. Um, uh, does it have a flavor or is it just like plain Topo Chico flavor? No, they have like the lemon lime Topo Chico. They have like... Um, like uh there's a mango one there's a pineapple one this one's lemon lime so is it like a bud light lime it's like a bud light lime uh no it's i (laughs) think it's better than a bud light are you gonna get white girl wasted tonight i am gonna get white girl wasted that is (laughs) that's that's for sure better than white claw i suppose (laughs) yeah better than no better than screwball that's that's No, no, no. Don't you you shit talk the drink of our. our, Oh, no, it's amazing. We all love this shit. No, no, no. It's amazing. Screwball's amazing, but I I want them to really really to, 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 like, really, like, like sponsor us. I'm really hoping that they listen to us. I'm telling you, dude, I would do it for free. We're willing to switch exclusively just to drinking Screwball because it's that good. But it also gets us that drunk. Oh, gosh. Peanut butter goes with everything. Surely you can make anything with Screwball. Oh, gosh. Anyways, all right. So, Derek, what are you drinking tonight, bro? Man, uh, I have like five drinks sitting in front of me because I'm a new parent and I have to hydrate whenever I'm awake because <laughs> otherwise I won't. Um, but the alcoholic beverage I'm looking at here is called 12 Fives Rebel Hard Coffee. I think I had it a couple weeks oh, ago. Oh, yeah. I think you did. I was interested. This is the mocha latte and uh, yeah, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it last time. And What's the alcohol on that? Uh, say? 5%. 5%? <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed The alcohol that. is 5%. Okay, cool. <laughs> Good, thank you. That's a great brand. I love that brand. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> oh, wait, the brand. I think it says. No, no, no. no what is, like, what alcohol, alcohol are they using? Volume, is it dude? vodka? What, is it, like, do you know what's in it? it? I don't think it even says. I just realized that is you it were malt liquor? Um, it's probably like hops. It's probably like I don't know. Like a beer it, thing. it specifies not to drink this while being pregnant, uh, okay. which is good advice. Okay. Great, yeah. Good good advice. It, it doesn't say. It's probably just alcohol. But if, but if you yeah. were in the 70s, you would be okay. The thing that doesn't matter, how are you going to have an alcoholic beverage and still have it say 100% Arabica, <laughs> Arabica coffee? It, because it is. Right? Yeah. If it's, coffee if it's 100% coffee, you can still what's ferment, the 5% alcohol? You can, you can ferment well, the coffee beans. Yeah. Maybe that's what I was going to say. Maybe it's fermented coffee. Yeah. You can Maybe ferment. I'm not educated enough you, in this. Dude, dude, you can ferment anything, bro. <laughs> like, for real. Yeah. Like, do you understand? Like, okay, so I had I had one time uh, in my when I was growing up. We would have. This you isn't know, going back to the Mormon story. No, 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 no. He's like, yeah. He's like, I fermented. He's like, I fermented these nuts. I fermented these nuts. Exactly. Especially in high school, when you always tell them, "What are you doing there, Miko? What Miko? There you go." Oh God! Here we go. No, what I'm saying is that 
dude, you could ferment anything if you want to. Like one time in high school, me and my brother were like, holy shit, dude, we were hungry. And the thing with my house is that my grandmother never kept snacks around. Everything we had to eat had to be like made, like a sandwich or something. So it was probably good snacks then. Um, I know you had I'm to make sure. it, but they were probably I'm delicious. Sure. I mean, yeah. but sometimes you don't want to make shit when you're like 15 I hear old. you. That makes sense. Oh, yeah. poor so me. Like, I have to eat real food. So we're like, <laughs> we're, like, we're like literally scrounging the fucking pantry and we see, oh, cool. There's some salsa in here. <laughs> and it wasn't opened. So, you know, it says refrigerate after opening. So we're like, oh, cool, salsa. So we open the salsa and we have the salsa and it says medium. We have the salsa and it's fucking hot and it yeah. tastes a little strange, but we're like, we're so hungry. We're just eating it up. And then I look at the expiration date. It had expired like two years before. <laughs> so you're, I'm glad you're telling me this because I'm one of those people that if I look at an unopened container of salsa in anyone's pantry, that shit is like Armageddon food. Like it, it lasts forever. Yeah, in my dude, and, and it like was that doesn't go bad. Like Velveeta, I'll right? tell you, never right, go bad. No, I'll it's tell you real. right now. That's probably that was probably the best salsa I'd ever had because it tasted so good. And I was like, "What the fuck? This is amazing!" And it was. Did you get ripped off of it because it was fermented? A little bit. <laughs> I got. I definitely had a bit of a buzz on it, dude, because I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> shit, dude!" Like, no, I mean, you can get, you can make, you can make from uh, wine out of like fucking papaya, dude. Speaking so. speaking of, did you get the shits from it? I mean, because no, we didn't. When you're 15 years old, your fucking stomach is fucking. Oh, that's good. Point. It is <laughs> iron. Dude. Yeah, it's you can iron. Eat anything. You can it's eat like a, that anything, goes bro. away when you turn over 35. You'll get you it eat for your last six meals. Yeah. Dirt every time. Yeah. Dirt. Exactly. Totally yeah. fine. Yeah, like I remember when I was a kid, I was eight years old. I used to eat like leaves. I mean, what the hell? Literally, like I never had an upset stomach until I was I. in my 30s. And Neither Derek, one day you'll be in your 30s and you'll understand. For the how record, old, how old are you again, Derek? You're what, 27? I am He's in my 30s. 23. Okay. Oh, 23. He's the young 24. pup. He's the young and pup. <laughs> I've never eaten leaves. Okay. <laughs> well, I did when I was eight. You, you probably did it last week. So. Oh, I definitely ate leaves at yeah, some bro. point in my life. Yeah, yeah bro. Yeah, bro. Especially yeah. in Houston. Derek was eight around. four years ago. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. Let's God. move along, gentlemen. Let's move along. All right. So for me, I am drinking my Tervis cup. It has a uh, uh, Eldorado, Eldorado, oh, okay. fifteen-year-old rum. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 sassy. Yeah, and, <laughs> Look uh, at your and fancy. Diet Coke. <laughs> of so, course, Jesus. <laughs> of but course. dude, I love this fucking rum. I've had Derek on it before, and it's good. He likes it, but he gets absolutely shit faced off of it because you know, it's it, funny. I'm not going to mention anyone's name who was there <laughs> with us, but that was a fun night, man. I was looking at the pictures from that night, man. I was. Drunk running down a hotel hall at a at a vending machine. It was a great time. Yeah, it was, was it, a great time. Is the is the rum sweet or is it like it's a very sweet? It's, it's very. Oh, sweet. I love sweet rum. And you don't and so you don't good. have to. And honestly, yeah. you can drink it on the rocks. Yeah. I like mixing it. I'm, I may be a fucking you know blasphemer or heretic for mixing with it, but I do love mixing it with Coke, even Diet Coke. But Coke it makes it so much more sweeter. Mm. Um and it's 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 just it just tastes good. I love it when it goes past the lips. Uh, look, look, but... dude, I, if there's anything being on the show has taught me is that anybody who tells you that you have to have a certain beverage exactly. a certain way, no, yeah, except for dumb. I still have an exception, uh, milk or cream with any form of vinegar, not allowed. <laughs> okay, but beyond that. You're pretty much fair to you. You want to mix Kool-Aid and beer and drink it on ice with a straw. I don't care. I mix Screwball with A and W, and it was delicious. I'm sorry, it was good. I can. I can't smell. You can't really. You can't really take mine because I can't smell. But 
I'm telling you, it was good. I liked it. Uh, I, I can so. believe it. I can believe. It. I mean, it just. I mean, I, 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 I'll be honest. With you, I love drinking it mixed. In, in, and it's not. It's not. It's, it's not the cheapest rum, but it's, it's good. Like a bottle of it is like forty five bucks, and it comes in that little short, fat, like pirate bottle, which is great. Yeah. I love. It's a great rum. It's from Guyana in the South America. It's a mm-hmm. really good rum. You can find it basically at Specs. They're twelve years, just as good. is is It's not as good as fifteen, but it's pretty damn close. Mm-hmm. And it's a that's a great one for mixing too. That's a great mixer one. Is this the years. same? I don't know if God, I don't even remember what I did with that. I bought a bottle of of twelve year. Was it a red box? It, no, but I want to say that I didn't like it and I gave it to you. Did that happen? No. Did this? Oh, you did, but it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It was I wouldn't know. Else, I would, right? yeah, 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 I wouldn't know what it was. Yeah, but it was. It wasn't Eldorado because Eldorado is fucking amazing. But okay, uh, you know what I'm going to drink, guys? I just realized I, I have to tell you this now. I feel like what? this is really exciting. Are you going to change your drink? I've been aging. So in Houston, people out there, there's a brewery called St. Arnold's, which is a big deal. It's out a big here. deal. I love yeah. St. Arnold's. Yeah, it's great. It's a great beer. And in the um, in around October. Like around uh, Halloweenish until, um, well, maybe before that, maybe, maybe late August, probably around now. Actually, they start putting out their uh, their reserves, so there's oh. like these aged barrel reserve yes. blends, and there's this one called uh, Pumpkinator. I don't know if you ever had. I've never had it. No, but I know of it. Oh my good god in heaven! It tastes like pumpkin pie. Okay, it's amazing. <laughs> okay, and they put it out every year, and they recommend. They say, hey, buy this. Put it in a cold, dark place or a warm, dark mm-hmm. place for years, and let it sit there. And when it ages, it's amazing. Is it? I hold have. On. A, is it? Is it a? Is it? Is it a? Like, is it in a bottle? Yeah, it's a big bottle. They only have them in big bottles. Okay, like so big, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are good. Bottles. Those are great, dude. Yeah, they're amazing. It's very high alcohol content. Mm-hmm. I think it's like fifteen percent. It's high, um, but they say let it age. I have bottles from two thousand and sixteen that have been aging for five years. That I'm going to drink on this show <laughs> during October. Hall- That's what I would do. We, during we a can Halloween. Watch it, we can watch it on our Halloween special. Yeah, we're going to do a Halloween special, which is going to be horror films that Derek has to watch. Yes, of course. That was that, <laughs> that, was, that was that was. I know you get. I know you did X. The, the, what's it called? The 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 triple X or whatever. Whatever the double X. Double X. Double X. Double X, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what it was. And, and you, didn't know, you, didn't, you didn't know the agreement. But yes, every Halloween, we have to pick a horror movie that there. And last year, we did a little bit, you know, kind of eased them into it with a with three animator. But this year, I mean, me and you we're, we're going we to go, go hard, dude. We're going to go hard. You deserve hard, it after this, anime, after this anime shit. So. <laughs> I'm holding on to this for life, bro. This is a grudge. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I, even, after, even after Collateral Beauty? <laughs> Oh, I'm so, actually the more I talk about Derek's picks, the the angrier I'm becoming. <laughs> oh shit! I feel uh, like Derek has been picking movies on purpose to make me so. as mad as possible. Okay. okay, is that part of it? Let's just be real here. Okay, it's a part of it. It's like I want to make Eric angry. Collateral Beauty <laughs> was equal parts. I pretty much enjoyed that movie when I watched it, and. Eric's gonna hate this. <laughs> that was just collateral beauty, though. Yeah. Anime. I'm trying to open your eyes, man. We'll we'll talk. We're, we got a lot to talk about. Yeah. Don't worry. So, all right. So, anyways, but yeah. So, okay. So, um, that's our drinks. We've had a disclaimer. So, let's go to the news desk. News of the day. Oh God. Every time. 
News of the day. And does anyone have news articles? I have so many. We Wait, I like break for so long. But by the way, but by the way, you know, you know what day today is, right? Oh God. August the day of our Lord. Yeah. Eighteenth. The day of our Lord. Two thousand twenty-one. I know. <laughs> you know, every time I hear, oh, it's like I know, my favorite do, part. You know what I'm gonna do every time I'm on the podcast? I'm gonna like just add in music from like Enigma from like the early '90s and shit. Yeah, you should. Maybe even throw in a little Age of Innocence to return to innocence. Oh my Derek God. doesn't know because he was like one. Anyways, yeah. um So every time you say that, the one memory I get is I think it was Monty Python where he's like doing the Spanish Inquisition. He's uh, like, you take all death. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He's got every the two time guys that comes him. to mind. He got two guys uh, behind hey, him. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. You said death first. Okay. <laughs> the Inquisition. <laughs> oh my god all right okay. moving on Anyways, Sorry. Anyway, right, so moving yeah on. to the news all right to the news all right so I'm, I'm gonna go a little off the board it's gonna be all over the place because i know you know derek likes appreciates different things and of course eric brings something to the table so here we go <laughs> so true every time i bring nothing it's so, very true i don't right. know why i'm here <laughs> <laughs> so okay so first off we're gonna go with sports Yes. Sports. All right. Sweet. You, you I'm like excited. That? I like that. Exactly. Marvel I, I is going to be going into sport. <laughs> if you guys didn't notice, if you say Marvel, I'm going to lose my And it's not only mind. that. Now he's that. He's he's just so everyone knows. He's drinking uh, uh, his alcohol in a New York Giants cup. I'm a massive fan of the Poor New York guy. football Giants. Oh, really? Poor it's not guy. the Jets. I'll kill oh, you, buddy. Guys. I'll kill you. J e t s suck suck suck. Anyways, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm a Dolphins fan, and that's the total fucking truth. Yeah, all right. A, so, anyways, um, all right. So, but this is a bottom of the team in the fan. NFC East, and uh, dude, which and, oh, which one? Ah, you know your Washington football team. <laughs> oh, the Washington, the Washington Washingtons. Yes. Well, yeah, the Washington Washingtons. So, okay, so they announced today. The short list of new names Wait, for the Washington okay, football team. I was about team. to say, they didn't oh, legitimately like to change this. to Washington Washington. No, I no, call them that as a joke. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen. Yeah, yeah. Listen, so they just announced the short list of new names for the Washington football team, and they're horrible. I can't wait to hear them because I don't know about Do you this. know how many they went through? They went through 40,000 submissions, and mm. these are the top eight. Five? Okay, great. Let's hear them. All right, so we have uh, the Washington Armada. Oh, gosh. The Washington and these are in alphabetical order, by the way. I'm gonna hate them. Regard, I hate. I you, they're a huge. You know, it's a rival. You know it's a division rival that. for the Giants. I get I that. hate them, but, so but, I'm not gonna like it. Period. But whatever there's the a, name. There's is. a difference if if, yeah. if if they're a rival you respect, but with Dan Snyder as the president as the owner, dude, they're yeah. just a piece of shit. I mean, they're just a piece of shit organization. That's true. It is a piece and, of shit. And it was when it was what's his name? The the guy who owns the 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 race car track. What was his name? Oh, um, jo- uh, the the old coach. Yeah, um, he was great, and he respected Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs. It was like it was yeah. like I hated the Florida Seminoles growing up, mm. Florida State Seminoles. But Bob, I couldn't hate Bobby Bowden because he was just such a good coach, and you just like you respect him enough. Yeah. So, anyways, so this is the Washington Armada, Mata, okay. Lame. The Washington Brigade. Lame. The Washington Commanders. Lame. The Washington Defenders. Defenders? <laughs> yes. Are you serious? Lame. The Washington Presidents. Are you serious? No, no. this is. It gets it, worse. It, it gets a little bit better. It does. Maybe it does, <laughs> I guess it's a basis of opinion. The Washington Red Hogs. 
I mean, that is probably the best one, to be honest, because it the makes Washington a little bit more sense. The Washington Red Wolves. Okay. Mm. Or just the Washington football team. <laughs> I think I should stick with the Washington football team at this point, because those names are bad. It should definitely not be the Washington presidents. And they put or the out Red of... Hogs. That's kind of like their Hogs is their nickname. Yeah, the, the Hogs, hogs was so the that offensive line's makes a little bit... nickname. Yeah, the Hogs. Yeah, yeah, so that makes a little bit more that sense. Makes, uh, yeah. Or I mean, the Red I honestly, Wolves, I guess. I, I don't would've know. Wished, I would have honestly, I think I would have I liked them to be the Washington Red Tails. For like that would the, have been a solid name. You know who the Red Tails are, Yeah, right? the, 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 the guys Tuskegee from Airmen. the war. Yeah, yeah, the war. I would have oh, liked yeah. that name. That would have been a yeah. cool name, dude. Yeah, yeah, the Pilots. And then yeah. that's also kind of getting rid of the stain of racism of your old name. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know. Yes, but, yes, um, yes. And we're not trying to be racist, but area. they were originally called the Washington Redskins previously. Yeah. I mean, and now, you know, Cleveland changed their name to the Cleveland Guardians, which, whatever. Oh, they're not the Indians anymore. Uh, I think starting well, they're no longer the Indians. They're just, I mean, they're, they 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 got rid oh, right of now. Wild. They're just Cleveland. Well, they're still considered. They still say the Cleveland Indians, but uh, but they got rid of Wahoo like four or five years ago. Yeah, because that was, was that was super racist. Yeah, yeah that was very that was. racist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they got rid of Wahoo, and they're just that big C. Okay. And um and uh and so now they're they're just, they're called the Indians still, but. But I think the name they're gonna they're change the name either next year or the year after they'll be the Cleveland Guardians. But I think Guardians, yeah, yeah. And they already have they already have a new uh, insignia. See, and that's everything. not that doesn't seem like that bad of a name. That was like a decent. I don't think is it because I, I don't hate them? Is that what it's because I hate possibly, I hate the Washington football possibly. team with a, with a fiery passion. I just so. I, it's, it's like if if the if the Jets decided to change their name, you know, because they were what were they called? They were called the the New York Titans first, I guess. Yeah, back in the day, Fucking way back in the lame day. motherfuckers, bro. So, so I'm just yeah. gonna I'm just gonna mention because I've been quiet for a bit. Yeah, I noticed. I Go ahead, dude. <laughs> I'm excited. To I don't know. I don't follow much to do with sports ball, <laughs> any sort. <laughs> and uh, I what? also thought whenever they announced because I lived in Houston, that I think at the time um, they announced that the Houston football team's name as the Texans, and I was like, that is the stupidest thing I've it, ever heard. It's, it makes it's a sense stupid though, ass name. It's a throwback. Now, it's a throwback. Yeah, it used so, to be the Dallas Texans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but now it's so. Like it's part of them. Popular. Yeah, it's, them. it's part of the it's part of the culture yeah. zeitgeist now. So it's yeah. like entrenched. No matter how well, that's stupid because it you is. know you know what it is is because everyone was so used to in Houston being called the Oilers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the Oilers yeah. were such a part of the Houston culture as far as because it's Texas and it's oil. So of course uh, you're going to be that called made them, sense. Yeah, you know. But they didn't become what did they they change over the Titans after they were sold right? Yeah. No, you you talked about the Jets. The Titans were the Jets. No, 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 the no Houston about, Oilers. They were called oh, the Titans. Yeah, I'm sorry. The Titans were, yes. Were, I know some things. They Shit. left. To, I'm sorry. You're right. I apologize. They went to Tennessee. <laughs> they left. The Oilers left and went to Tennessee. Yeah. And then there was no Houston team for a while. Yeah. And then I think it was in 2005. The Texans three. came oh, three. It was an 03. It was an 03. Okay. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but what I mean is like the Oilers became the Titans. Yes. After they left or while they were yeah, still no, they were called. They were called. No, they became the Titans. Like two when years they, after they were in Tennessee already, yeah, like they be, they were the, still the Tennessee Oilers for Oilers, a couple of years, yeah. and then they became the Tennessee Titans. Like literally, I think the year before they went to the Super Bowl, they became the Titans. So yeah, but anyways, all right. So wow, um, news that didn't have to do with Marvel. Oh no, shock! I got, I, I, I got you. Hoping, I got I was you. Hoping that it was like I NFL you, signed on with Marvel. Dude, if that I happened, got, I, I would have left. I would have clicked X, I got the red you, circle on my screen. I, there's more. The next this, thing you're gonna hear is like Sundance Films has decided no, to partner no, no. with Marvel Studios. Check this out, no, bro. Didn't. I got, I got more for Eric. I got more, and this okay. will, this will totally like affect your taste buds. You'll be like, you'll be like, if you see a black box in this box, you'll be like, what's in the box? 
What's in the box? All right, just say the news. <laughs> okay, it's um, it's a new Girl Scout cookie. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I'm just I'm just teasing his brain, bro. Okay. What you got? <laughs> I'm listening. What you got, Boo Boo? Say Okay, it. it's a new cookie. It's gonna come out in I believe 2022. Yes, in the 2022 okay, so cookie next year. season. So next year, okay. it's gonna be called it's called the Adventureful. Um, mm. it supposedly is very good. I've heard reviews on it. Um, what is what it? It is a you know brownie brittle. No. It's like a brownie cookie. And okay. it's filled with like dulce de leche. Oh. With like uh, dulce de leche stripes. I don't know if you guys can see the picture. It's like oh, that looks good. I don't so know anyways, why. It, it looks, just looks good. It, 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 and the thing is, is that the cookie is like a brownie cookie. Mm-hmm. The actual oh, cookie mm-hmm. itself. So I'm ready. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to eat it. Yeah, it's a cookie. Okay, so <laughs> they, sure. they say it's a brownie inspired cookie with caramel flavored cream, you know, dulce de leche, caramel, and a hint of sea salt. So Ooh, it's it caramel delicious. and sea salt. Ooh, yeah, Ooh. boy, it's got a okay. chocolate coating. Oh yeah, it, it looks like it's 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 for real. Like, I'm in. So I'm sold. here's 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 a question. What's your favorite? Is, uh, that, is that the question? No, it wasn't. But now I'm. But don't thinking. forget it. Don't forget the I, question. I, like, that, I got yeah. my question. I like Thin Mints. I also like. Uh, I mean, almost all of the other ones. Samoans are really good. Yeah. I mean. Even the ones that look they're like, Samoas, not Samoans, but you know. Oh, that's that's better. Samoa. Samoa. <laughs> they're Samoas. Samoas, yeah. yes. Not Samoans. Oh, I guess I, yeah. I in my mind I was like, maybe this is like a cultural thing for Samoan people. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why they're called that, but they're delicious. Yeah, they're delicious. Anyway, you Tomas, what's your favorite? Uh Samoas. I love Samoas. I could eat I could eat a whole box full of that and the tagalongs, the peanut butter ones. Oh god, yeah, those are good. Oh, so good. Shit, jeez. All right, Eric. Um, I think this is gonna sound. Weird, I'm not a big fan of Thin Mints. I'm okay with Thin Mints. I, I like Thin Mints. My wife's favorite is Thin Mints. Do you put them in the freezer? Yeah, they're in the freezer right now. We always buy a bunch of boxes, and there's still some in there right now as we speak. But um, um, the I think it's there's there's two that I like. The one that has um, it's like a chocolate covered cookie with peanut butter in it. I forget the name of it. That's a tag along. Is that the mm, tag along? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I thought the tag along was the the peanut butter sandwich. That's not a tag along, right? I think you're right. I think the one that I think it's a tag because when you said that, I'm like, I think that's the one that I like too. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, it's coated in peanut butter. But then this other coated one that I like, coated in chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, the peanut butter chocolate. Right. But the second one that I like equally, which I never thought I would like because I don't really like citrusy stuff. Oh, the lemon ups. Those, those lemonades, man, <laughs> dude. Right? They are just bomb fire. <laughs> awesome. Like, here's the thing. Here's the thing about Girl Scout cookies. Um. And this is still not my question, but almost all of them, if you describe the cookie to somebody who had never had it before, it sounds repulsive. Every one of them. They all sound disgusting. But as soon as you put that little piece of golden love Mm -hmm. into your mouth. Yeah, I agree. Man. They're all good. It's, Everyone, it's magic. Even when you're not in the mood for it, you're it's like, magic. Oh, I don't want no, this. I'm never not in the mood for it anyway. And I think it's part of the allure is that it only comes out once a year. So sure. it's like yeah. when it's when it comes around, people are buying 48 boxes. And they're yeah. gone within two weeks. Unless you're my wife and you bought 10 boxes and they're still in the freezer. Yeah, stockpiles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you keep buying yeah. more. Yeah. And they just yeah, we have like we have Girl Scout cookies from 2013 in our freezer, right? <laughs> three different friends who were selling Girl Scout cookies and fermenting. they all get an order. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. Fermenting. they're fermenting, they're fermented, yeah. They're <laughs> fermented Girl Scout cookies. He's aging Girl Scout yeah, cookies. Yeah, I'm aging my Girl Scout cookies with my uh with my pumpkin eater. <laughs> so, okay, anyway, so here's my question. Go go with your question, so, bro. So um 
How much is a box of cookies first? Let's just ask. Them. Not as much as Girl Scout cookies. I'll tell you that much. No, no, no. Like a box of Girl Scout cookies. They're How about much? two dollars. They're, they're like two, no, like two bucks. No, 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 no. Four dollars. I think. No, 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 no. They're, they're like six up. or they're eleven dollars, something like that. No, they're like no. five to six. I, dude, no. they just. I remember Reba was like, because la- last year she bought some. She's like, they went up in price, and I think it was six dollars. I think six bucks, dude. And I was like. We're still gonna buy them. <laughs> so it's not gonna still change. worth the price. Yeah, it's okay. Not but here's change. here's my thing. So I, I remembered six dollars. I'm pretty. I sure think they right. went up to six. They used to be four, and now they're six. Yeah. <clears throat> so here's the thing. Would you rather pay six dollars for the amount of cookies you get, or when the price needed to go up, inflation, whatever the reason is, I don't care. Whatever. That's aside the point. Instead of going up six dollars, just keep it at five bucks. A round bill, right? Mm-hmm. And give me fewer. No, I want. No, I want all no, them. No, I want. I want, I want the whole fucking. You want to pay an extra dollar? Yeah, you want to find? You, you know the what? Quarters. You know what's funny? <laughs> I don't want to have seven less Samoas. I yeah. want all fifteen Samoas or whatever. You know what's funny? You know what's crazy yeah. is that the thing is is that they they we have the, the Girl Scout cookies have such a built in like consumer you know population. That it doesn't matter what the fuck you could put fucking nails and glass in those cookies and you mm-hmm. and I will buy them. Yeah, I'm just thinking Agreed. that you could <laughs> if it's coated like, in chocolate and coconut, I'm all over it, bro. Yeah, like, those are let's so say, good. Let's say oh, that God, for, for five dollars you'd get twenty cookies, but for six dollars you get twenty five cookies. In my mind, yeah, I want twenty five, but I'm gonna end up. I'm just gonna buy two boxes of twenty for ten bucks. What, you why wouldn't you get fifty for twelve though? So you yeah. could either have forty for ten, or you get fifty for twelve. Because I'm taking dude, the. 50. I don't like round. I don't like those unround <laughs> oh, numbers. God. I'm taking the I fifty. Listen, I, I don't care the about the number. I'm buying. You know, the you know damn what that cookies. is? That's just. That's just. That's just. That's buying them anyway. That's not. That's the point. That's just your OCD coming up. That's your OCD rearing his ugly head there, Derek. I'm just saying. I want them wrong. I'm not going to deny this. I want as many of those cookies as possible. You know, I have a way. I have a way to fix that whole problem. You know you why? You need to give you. No, 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 no. <laughs> the extra. When I, when my girls, when my girls decide to sell cookies this year, I'll let you know. But I'll buy them if they do online orders. I got them from you. Bro. Oh no, they do. They, they, do. they only come they in did. Ziploc bags in weird quantities. I, I, I ship. I ship to Miami every year, bro. So don't worry about that shit. All right. Bro. Anyways, no, no, no. But listen, I got you. What bro. you can always say, what you can always do, which is, which is totally goes to Derek's point. You don't like those round. You don't like those unround numbers, right? So let's say you get you want to get you would you want to get the fifty for twelve? Just they're not that much, but you want to get the fifty for twelve, but you don't want to mm-hmm. pay the extra two dollars. Mm-hmm. Here's what you do: you tell them, "Look, give me fifty for twelve, but I'm going to send you fifteen dollars. You put the other three to, ch- to the charity. You do you donate those because here's the thing: you oh. can actually See, oh, you, you that can would, pay more. I would do that. I'd give you the extra dollar. You can okay. pay more, and it what it does is they have a they have a they have a donation thing where if you pay more, that money. You know where it goes, dude? And this is going to blow your fucking mind. That money, whatever extra money goes that's outside of the cookie sales, that's more than what they bought as far as the sales and stuff. Like you say you buy 200 boxes, you sell 200 boxes, but you and then they're like, let's say they're five bucks a piece. It should be a thousand dollars, right? Five two hundred. Yeah. I think we're tracking, bro. Yeah. But you, but instead, you, you, you got, you got like an extra two hundred dollars from donations. Those two hundred dollars goes to buy cookies for um, overseas servicemen. 
Oh. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. No, I mean, like, okay, so that's that. where it goes. Oh, no. That's where yeah. it goes. And you can actually just say, you even have to buy the cookies. You can say, look, here's cookie money. I don't want the cookies. Give it to give it to the troops. Give it to the, give it to the troops. This is that same. I, I'm not a big fan of all the uh, certain charities that are like uh, you donate a bunch of money and it like doesn't actually go to the cause. Yeah, like ten percent of it actually goes kind of to the friend. cause. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not a big fan of those. So a lot of times I don't do like feed the children like, in the '90s where it didn't I, won't, go I, won't, I don't really do like specific Oof, charities. Yeah. I will just find the charity that I know I want to donate mm-hmm, to and just mm-hmm. dump cash there. Right. Yeah. But there's some of them that are just so convenient, like Roundup to the nearest even dollar and yeah. this will go to some something's charity and i'm like man we're even numbers sure let's do it that's how they get you <laughs> that's, that's so how funny. they get you bro <laughs> dude you're such, Derek, you're such he's got ocd about that I, I don't is. even deny it don't even deny it no what like, i do it's have like, you have like 98 dollars sir for two dollars more you can it goes to dogs okay sorry, i don't have 98 dollars <laughs> i have 90 dollars okay <laughs> the other eight don't exist yeah well, I, what I do, what I do is, which is kind of OCD, is that like, and I don't know if if service, like, if, if you know, like, uh, sir, uh, you know, service oriented job or like, you know, servers or waiters or waitresses like this, but I always round the tip to the nearest dollar every time. Like I always, yeah. so like, if it was I do that you know, too. twenty dollars and fifteen cents, their tip is going to be you know five dollars and set in eighty five cents. Why though? Because I want it to be even on my credit card statement. <laughs> I want it to be. <laughs> oh wait, wait. Number. So you're you're not rounding exclusively the tip. You're rounding the total up. Yeah, like but the, that the well, food that includes, plus the so, tip. Because the food, if total, the food, are rounded up. Yeah, because the food could be twenty dollars and fifty cents, so the tip is going right. to be five dollars and fifty cents because I want on my yes. card to say twenty six. I'm, I'm on the same page. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I don't round the the actual tip itself. No. to an even number. No, 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 no. Because no. they're going to get taxed on it anyway. Out yeah, the ass because no, no. it's a tip, right? Yeah, I put the I put the I just round. I don't round up. I add the cents to make it an even number. The change. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm with you. I'm trying. Yeah. I agree. All right, cool. All Good right, stuff, so yeah. new cookie for Girl Scout. That was the point. Yeah, yeah. All right, next up. Uh, we our, yeah. last, our last news article, and it's not Marvel, bro. Thank God for the first time Damn, ever. Damn, man, not one? Not Thank one. God. The new Wild so, series is listen, out. Listen, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you right now. It? it is it so is fucking good. It's good, dude. Is you that like that it. anime one that you guys said? No, no, that's Star Wars. That's Star Wars. Oh, Marvel. I'm so sorry. It is a new animated Marvel series. Yes, it is animated, but it's not like it's not like anime. What is it on? Uh, Oh, like, are you talking about what the topic is of the show or what service is it? Disney Plus. Disney Plus Plus. is the the service, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's called, it's What If. It's really good. Its concept is really cool. They used to have comics called What If series. And so it just Mm -hmm. reads off of that. I know, but you had other news we were talking about, so I don't want to hear about that. (laughs) We had news that he might care about. (laughs) All right, so if you guys didn't know this, um, on August 11th, it was the 30th anniversary of Nicktoons. Oh, Wow. Okay. Wow. Man. So, yeah. All right. so, of Nickelodeon or Nick, Nick Tunes? No, Nick Tunes. The Nick Tunes. Like okay. August eleventh premiered Rugrats, Doug, oh, Brennan Stimpy. Snick, right? No, no, like... no, no, no. The old school Nick Tunes where they would yeah, play but on they the call first it, one. They that's call Nick. It Snick? That's Saturday Night Nick. That yeah, had, but that's, you, those shows came no, on. Oh no, right? no, no, they didn't come on. Snick was Ren like and Snippy, the Run and Snippy did come on Snick sometimes when they when they got like farther on the line. But okay. originally, Nick Tunes came on like in the mornings on like Sundays or like. No, it's the week. really funny. Okay. So oh, so had, so, so not had, Snick. 
No, not Snake. No, because no, Snake no. had Rugrats and Ren and Snippy and Are You Sometimes, Afraid of the Dark? Sometimes, yeah. Roundhouse, remember Round that show? House. Roundhouse, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like all Derek that was has on no there idea too. What we're talking about. No, he was too young. <laughs> I know all of young. these. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, did a reboot of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah, yes, I did. Yeah. I didn't watch it though. It was bad. It was bad. Okay. It was only like one season, I think. Yeah. So anyway, so they so the other day was the third anniversary, and I was reading some articles, and they were, and I I'm actually watching a, a documentary about Ren and Stimpy. Uh, I watched it. It was John good. Crick yeah, Fantasy. it was good. I watched he's, it. Yeah. I never realized how fucking nuts that dude was. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But either way, he was. He's kind of like a. He's almost. He almost seems like an Orson Well, an Orson Wellian person. Like you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. but either way, I digress. What I would, I was reading the article. This whole show the whole is a digression, dude. Complete. Yeah, this whole sure. news segment is a digression. Um, so I was reading it, and one, of, and, and one of the <laughs> one of the theories that came up in the article that I read was that Doug was yeah. schizophrenic. Ooh, okay. It was Skeeter not real. Is that why all no, these no, people? No, no, no. But well, possibly, no, no. But I think Skeeter was real. But the thing was, is that with his overactive imagination, sometimes he would have to be snapped out of it either by people laughing at him or something else, but that, you know, he would create these whole worlds in his head. And you wonder, was he truly like schizophrenic where it was like, he was actually talking to someone and, and, if, and, and, or was it, you know, just his overactive imagination. I tend to fall because I'm a romantic. I tend to fall that it was just his overactive imagination because he's just a creative kid. But, you know, there are some people who have said, and there's actually been papers and articles about how he was more, he's more of like a, like a, like a, like I guess a, 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 a case by case representation of someone who could possibly be a schizophrenic. Do we know what parts like of his reality we, we believe were in his head? Basically. Like was Patty Mayonnaise actually there? No, that yeah, she was there and Skeeter was there. But like when he became like Smash Adams. You know, like his James mm. Bond kind of persona, or that or, that other thing with the bird, like Quail Man. Yeah, Quail Man, exactly. Mm. Yeah, um, so I mean, I I think it's a stretch, but it's just a theory that came out on the internet. I was like, oh, that's not that's not bad. Hmm. I'm cool with that. It just made me. I think. mean, it. I know we, we, kids, kid. Gosh, I'm gonna sound old now. Um, kids <laughs> today. Oh, you won't don't really worry. talk about this, but you're like seven. We used aren't to you? talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Like having an imagination, right? <laughs> Imagining things, having an imaginary friends and stuff like that, right? That was all, it was on Sesame Street. It was like a normal thing. Kids did that. And now, like, schizophrenia. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if that's kids, the case. Kids can't have imaginations now. No, fuck that shit, bro. Not we have the internet. They just look it up. Somebody else has already internet. dreamed it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Some, some, some 40-year-old animator has already done it on YouTube. Yeah. So <laughs> probably an anime about it, but, but yep. I mean, no, it was just something I thought of <laughs> off the top of my head. I, I was like, man, and I was just thinking and like watching that documentary, like speaking of which, like the stuff that they put out on Red and Stimpy, I'm like, I don't know how the fuck that became a kid's show. It was wild. Yeah. Like it's, it's a, there's been a few documentaries that have come out about Nickelodeon in the last, I watched the documentary about video Ar- about Nick arcade. I watched the documentary what? about Nickelodeon. Nick arcade. I watched the doc- yeah. I watched the documentary. Yes, that one about? A, I think it's on YouTube too. And it was free. It was like 30 minutes long about like how they made Nick arcade. Cause I loved that show. I love that, that show, dude. And like on, I think on one of the streaming networks, it's either Paramount plus or something. They have every episode of like all the old school stuff. Like, guts in like uh you know legends of the hidden temple and oh. all that stuff oh yeah you but remember, dude, if you you remember that show finders keepers 
No. Please tell me the the con. Tell me what the because I okay. the name is ringing a bell. Okay, Finders Keepers was like it came out like it was like a couple years after a few years after Double Dare. It's not part of Double Dare, was no. it? No, no. But it was like it came on like right That's after all, every Double episode Dare. of that is on the on Paramount oh, Plus too. Yeah, but it came out right after Double Who Dare. Who wants to go back to that, dude? It's amazing. I would, I would, I would go Listen, physical challenge go back and every watch time. It. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Every watch. single time. Why would you not choose a physical challenge? Every right you do it back, every time. I don't have to go Double Dare. Fuck that shit. Yeah, I'm yeah, going yeah. physical challenge yeah, every time. No, no, no. But Finders Keepers was. It was the same type of setup where you had two teams, but the thing is that they would go into a room and tear that fucking room apart finding shit. Yeah, like okay. Break everything. I remember it now. Yes, I remember it now. And you're looking for like a token or something yes, that's in there. Yes. yes, I remember that show. Yes, yes dude. Yes. It was like a house. It sounds room. to me like the, the yeah. Hidden Temple show where they were Very going around similar. and they had yeah, to break yeah. stuff. But and... this was before that. It yeah, was like is, way was, before was, that show. Yeah, this was like, Which this that was show, like... Legend, Legends of the Hidden Temple is 30 years old probably at this point anyway. Yeah, it, but, is, yeah. it is. It is. Is but it like, really? Yeah. Finders Keepers. I watched that show. Yeah. Finders Keepers. Why do I remember it? Because it was on You must have been watching it on syndication because definitely weren't watching it first probably <laughs> but but like I, I, finders keepers came out like in 88 87 like yeah it was already a few years after double dare and they another show so mm. it was just like yeah but my god jesus christ man i just yeah. thought about that now talking about it fuck me Jeez. but yeah bro nuts man but that uh, but ren and stippy was fucking i mean i loved every aspect of ren and stippy was like you idiot like every time <laughs> yeah. it was just bro god and powdered toast man and all that shit bro Log, log, yeah, log, yeah. dude. This show is hilarious, man. Oh man, I need to go back and watch some more random yeah. stuff. Oh, like, well, there was a handful of shows that were like my, back in the day, like Beavis and Butthead, like like grown adult humor cartoons. Mm-hmm. Yes, that yes. were. I mean, man. or the or the Muddy the Mud Skipper show. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Oh, dude. Anyways, all right. Well, that's that's all the news that's fit to print for right now, dude. I mean, I could go into Marvel if you want to go into Marvel, but I think nope. For now. Let's. Uh, I'm take surprised a break. you guys don't want to talk about take the whole Scarjo thing. What? I, 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 no, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> He's so mad because that shit pissed me off so much, man. <laughs> all no, right, we'll we talk won't about. Go there. I thought, oh, then you're gonna talk about how she like gave birth. She gave birth. What? She, she had a, a child again yeah, today. I thought she already had kids. No, she didn't have kids, dude. Oh was, no, we were talking about that. We were texting about the other day. I know, I know, no. I know. The, the lawsuit, the lawsuit, yeah. and you know what's funny is that like, what's her name? Um, Emma Stone was thinking about possibly going away a lawsuit, and all of a sudden, just popped up the other day. Emma Stone in for Cruella sequel. I'm like, oh damn. No, she didn't. You saw the, you saw the thing Cruella about um, <laughs> about Shang Chi, right? Dude, I can't wait. I'm gonna go see that because bro. The the Shang Chi was originally kind of teased as being released mm-hmm. on Disney plus and all the actors started like kind of, I don't know, voicing their opinion to some extent, like we're not a test for you to like try and do this. And yeah, see exactly. If, this, if the market will work this way. And then suddenly theater is exclusive. Yes, exactly. Oh no, no. And on top of that, I've already been hearing some, like, have you seen some of the reviews on it? Not like the critical reviews, but like, like people who've gone to the screenings, like, fucking blowing their minds like it, it's a really good movie yeah i'm but, sure it's great but that's marvel what's a Eric's martial arts movie it. he's already decided it's a martial arts movie which should be i'm gonna good. watch it yeah i'll watch it's, it are you gonna watch it in shaw scope i'm just kidding i don't know if you know oh, what that is i don't even, I don't know, even what know what that, that is, is. what is that? shaw brothers is from the 70s they're kung fu guys anyway oh yeah no i'm not gonna oh, watch speaking it of kung fu one last bit wu-tang had their concert their day in denver 
Yeah, oh, that was dude, awesome. that was so cool. Yeah, that was awesome. Here's my hot. Was take. it live streamed or was that recorded no, that no, we were watching? No, that was that was off. That was a recording. Somebody on their cell phones and shit like that. Mm. But here's my hot take. Um, I'm gonna say that Wu Tang's Enter the Thirty Six Chambers is quite possibly, if not the best hip hop album, the best debut hip hop album of all time. I opinion. would say debut. There's something about Wu Tang Killer Bees that just I don't know, man. Oh, it touches my, my favorite, soul. My favorite <laughs> solo album though is Jizz's Jizza, Liquid Swords. Mm, yeah no that's some good stuff i was also a big fan of ghostface killer and nobody seemed to like him as much as i did for some reason I thought he was great yeah. he was great I he was like him, yeah. iron man is the shit dude uh-huh. iron yeah man i is agree the shit. i agree but but yeah but no no but like for me liquid swords all day fucking bro fucking like oh dude i, I can't i can't with that album anyways yeah. all right so i think it's time for the refill portion of the episode i know i need to get a refill i'm almost done but anyways uh, gentlemen, uh, we'll be back in about 30 seconds. Peace. From our uh, refill portion of the episode, uh, I just want to give everybody an update. We're talking about the probably the worst movie created of all time, which is Sharknado: The Fourth Awakens. Because that's the fourth movie in the series. That's literally what it's called. There's six movies, and the fourth movie is called The Fourth, the fourth Awakens. Awakens. Yes. <laughs> It's not even clever. That's like the stupidest <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and it came out the same year as The Force Awakens. Oh, uh, I figured. It, it yeah. completely on the nose. But I wanted to just let you know, like, I was like thinking about, I was talking to my daughter when she was asking me about these movies. And I go, you know what's the worst movie I ever saw? And she's like, what? What's the worst movie you ever seen? And I told her, this movie I saw in high school was called Redneck Zombies. <laughs> it was it was a trauma film, by the way. Like it was one of those trauma videos, which all they always say that you know they're they're not considered classics of any kind. Not even Toxic Avenger, which is considered a classic, is a classic to them. It's just pretty schlock. But but I I that was and the movie's only an hour and twenty minutes. But when I saw it, dude, it felt like it was six hours long because it was so bad. It was like time stopped. While I was watching this movie, and I was just waiting for it to end, and it would never end. <laughs> it was so horrifying. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, wait, wait. I didn't. Oh, God. Okay, so <sighs> apparently, oh, God. there was Sharknado in 2013. Yes, right. Sharknado two, the second one, exactly. 2014. Exactly. Clever again. 2014. Completely Sharknado on the nose. Sharknado three. Oh hell no. 2015. <laughs> Sharknado 4, The Fourth Awakens. Yes, we said that. 2016, okay? 2017 had Sharknado 5, Global Swarming. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and then <laughs> there's a Sharknado six. coming out this year. There's a sixth one, though, too. Yet. There's a sixth uh, one, yeah. Mm, it's so not called on, like, the a four year hiatus or five year hiatus. So, so this one is, let me see if it's even actually out yet. Um, it's definitely supposed to come out in 2021. Jesus yes, it came Christ. out in July. Um, and it's a documentary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Called The Real Sharknado. <laughs> Do you know, and, and I love that, like, 
the actors of, of the Sharknado is Ian Ziering or yeah. Ian Ziering Ian and Ziering. Tara Reid, and they are they like love that it's such a piece of shit. Like they love being a part of it because they everyone who works on this movie knows we are truly building a piece of shit, and let's roll with that. <laughs> like they just well, yeah, like the, you. you... It's they great to approach those like movies. Like people like, people like watch it. it. My mom yeah. watches that shit. So here's here's like shit. here's what I imagine is happening. They have to approach this movie when it comes to writing it and filming it and, and casting it and all these things. They have to approach it from the standpoint that's a piece of shit of Fast and the Furious <laughs> without the budget. <laughs> like none of this makes sense. Get past that so we can move on to finishing this movie. Family. Oh my god! I still haven't seen nine. Okay, I don't. I don't. I'm not gonna watch nine I've until I've watched, watched six, seven, and eight. I've never I, watched any of them. I, I saw nine, and yeah, I it wasn't genuinely great. It wasn't and great. I've recent. Okay, mm-hmm. I have recently seen Fast and the Furious one oh, and serious? three, and three. Tokyo Drift not, is pretty damn good. If you're not into <laughs> that like microcosm of car culture with drifting and and. I don't know, like the video games that are do focused you, around like nitrous and drifting. That kind do you of, drift? Do you drift, no, no, Derek? No, I know you no, drift. You drift no, with dude, a kid in the car, don't you? I am an old man driving an old man sedan. Okay, you drive in your your Dodge Stratus, drifting no, he, around he, the neighborhood. He, he drives like a '98 Buick Enclave. <sighs> Just drifting with that Enclave. <laughs> oh my god! You doing, know, doing donuts in your cul-de-sac. There are definitely. I love how there are some cars that are just definitely not sports cars, but then there's other cars you're like, really? Like the Dodge Neon. Oh my God. Really? But yeah, absolutely. Huge car culture around that car. But a Buick? No, no. No. Not mini culture. Does anyone want to? Anyway, my point being, one and three are pretty good even today, but. If Honestly, you like something realistic, no, the rest of them. Are. Fast Five was not bad. Actually, that was I enjoyed Five as well. Five was but pretty it's good. Still not. It's, no, it's, it's not amazing. Five gets uh, past one and three because we don't talk about two. It was terrible. Oh, the one in Miami, of course. Yeah, because it's Miami, oh, <laughs> Florida no, man. <laughs> no, it was just so much. It was just so much bad. It was um, one and th- one and three. Don't they don't go so far off the handle that. It's just ridiculous, right? The far, the, the weirdest thing that they do is they kind of romanticize what it's like to utilize nitrous oxide in a vehicle, right? But like it, oh, like it thrown back into the car and everything's blurry and the lights turn into streamers. <laughs> like, not exactly, this, right? Uh, but, FYI, this is not the movie we're talking about today. Just no, so no, no. Like anyway, that. moving on. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's okay, dude. It's Thank all right. Thank God, because I've never seen it. I have like nothing to add to this conversation. You really all, should so watch sorry. the first one at least. I the pop culture aspect alone. There's a part of me that doesn't want to commit to it. You know what? If, yeah. if, 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 either, if either myself or Derek choose F, if we decide to go with alphabetical order, we'll pick a Fast and Furious movie for you, there, Eric. We'll pick one for you. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like, want to pick a shitty one for him because, like, if we start him off on like Fast and we'll start, Furious, like no, we'll start we'll, four. No, no, we'll no. start. We'll, we'll do it with Fast and Furious Eight because we can we can talk about how the the Rock and Vin Diesel are not in any shot together because they hate each other. Are they really? Yes. If you watch FYI, if you watch number eight, uh, everyone in the in the uh, podcast verse, if you watch Fate of the Furious, which is number eight, they are in no scenes together. Because what did they do for five? Because. They, well, the Rock that was, was in before it. they got into the fucking hissy fit. But 
in 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 number eight, every single shot, even though they may seem in the same room, you never see them like the, them looking at each other. It's always the back of one and the back of another. If they're supposedly in the same shot, does like, the rock still use like? Do I remember this correctly? Doesn't he have cousin, like a cousin, cousin. Yeah, as his, his body cousin double? Is his body double. So yeah, so like in Fast and Furious Eight, like whenever they're talking to each other, it's either through a walkie-talkie where they cut away to each other talking. Or if they're supposedly in a room, one of them is always facing the other with the back to the camera because so they does, cannot stand each other at do all. Do you think The Rock's cousin is really good friends with Vin Diesel, though? Mm-hmm. Like I, since they work I together hope, all the time? I hope. That would be some <laughs> serious drama. And, and the, same way, the same way, like Vin Diesel's double you is never probably know. really good friends with The Rock. You never know. Maybe right? like when, when they're talking to each other, like they're making funny faces at each other, bro. So like they have to really work hard. Do you think the doubles know. hang out? The doubles are friends doubles, too. I think the doubles hang out. And they're like these fucking cousins, bro. Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So we're gonna move on here. Uh, let's go ahead and start talking about the 1997 anime picture known as Perfect Blue. Um, like we stated earlier, the motion picture was uh, made in 1997. I've said it a few times. It's directed what by. Year was the, it? I think it was 97. Uh, I think I think it was too. I think I remember seeing it, it on okay, the screen. Anyway, it says ninety-seven here. So okay. ninety-seven. For anyone who hasn't awesome. heard it since uh, twelve times, we've said it. <laughs> it was it was directed by a gentleman by the name of Satoshi Kon, um, who passed away. You know, probably I think it was like, like almost ten years ago, eleven years ago, he passed away in two thousand ten. Um, and he's had some pretty damn good movies. Tokyo Godfathers, Paprika was some of it, but he's also. He also, I believe, he worked with like Katsuhiro Tomo sometimes, but it was he was one of these, you know, anime directors that had a pretty strong following, even though he didn't make a lot of stuff. Um, but anyways, the motion picture. I'll go ahead and do the uh, the synopsis. Uh, let me see which one I'm going to do. A little longer. Encouraged by her manager Rumi, the lead singer of the successful J-pop group Cham and teen idol Mima Kirigo decides to quit her bubblegum trio to pursue an acting career in the television soap Double Bind. However, her bold choice doesn't sit well with the young band's male admirers, especially the unknown diehard fan who starts posting insidious threats and disturbingly intimate information about Mima's life on her blog. Now all those who talked Mima into bracing her bad girl persona end up brutally murdered, per se. But it's pretty brutal. does it? But who does it? That's the question. You know what I mean? Like it's like yeah. who does it? But so well, the movie right. has so many twists. Right? It does. So let's okay. Let's go on. With, you know, I love this movie since I was in high school. I always thought it was a cool thing, and I actually like it. Kind of like well, this is one of those movies that kind of like when you're a blockbuster. You know, Derek. I don't know if you know this, but when you're in blockbuster, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Tomas. What is a blockbuster? <laughs> okay, it's a place called the Video Store. You went so there. like Netflix? No, not like Netflix. Oh, like you mean better. Hulu then? <laughs> I'm gonna act like the motherfucker you think I am. This is a good bit. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Anyways, but no, no, no. But uh, I digress. So um, wait, you go there for movies and you tap to pay? No, you don't tap, bro. There's no tapping. They don't no. have Venmo then. Tapping no. happens after the movie with your girlfriend. That's what happens. That's tapping. <laughs> No, no Bitcoin. No Bitcoin. No Netflix and chill. It's a blockbuster and tap. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So I go there on the opening night when the movie comes out and I get the movie that just came out, right? Yeah, totally. (laughs) They're not like, 
limited in quantity or something. <laughs> They're on a big wall, Fucking and if you don't have any, you're shit out of luck. <laughs> Anyways, no, but it was one of those movies that, like, like, I worked at Blockbuster, but, like, when I was in high school, I didn't work at Blockbuster, but I did in college, but I would go to Blockbuster, and that was one of those anime movies that showed up on the new releases. Well, I was like, oh, this sounds fucking cool, and I would watch it. And it was just one of those things that just kind of, like, fell into my lap, like, holy shit, this movie's out of control. Uh, but that's just me. I enjoyed it because it wasn't like it wasn't like your regular anime. Because I mean, I mean, up to that point, the coolest anime I had ever seen was probably like Akira in this sense, where it was just like it was fucking like mind blowing in regards to what they had shown. I mean, I had other ones that I liked, which was cheesy with like Fist of the North Star or cool action like Ninja Scroll. But this one was one of those like hard <coughs> adult ones that I was just like, this is fucking crazy that they made this. Yeah, but. I, I love it. I could keep going on about it, but I want to hear what <laughs> Eric has to say first, Derek. I'm Me sorry. Too. I want to start with cause, Eric. Cause, Why? Because Derek is an anime freak, and and I know what he's he might say, or I kind of have an idea what he might go into, but I want to hear what you have to say, because I know you're not really big into anime, dude. The allegories. I, the allegories wanna, are everywhere. I want to hear what you have to say, bro, to be honest with you. So please, Eric, enlighten us. I suppose I'll start. <laughs> um, Give us your thoughts, bro. I'm putting the numbing agent in now. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Here's I, I think I, I've realized something through watching these last two animes and then also to like really, really digging in deep to try to figure out an anime to choose. Since guys, I really podcast world i don't watch anime okay i'm just not an anime guy i've tried it before i'm being forced to watch it now it's for your good we do this because we love you yeah just, yes just thanks do that. Like, like they say this, just take it in <laughs> i did <laughs> balls deep. i went balls deep in perfect oh man blue. he got he got Here the knuckles go. he got perfect the blue balls deep perfect blue balls deep <laughs> So, um, so this is my, okay. I didn't, (laughs) I didn't hate it. Okay. Okay. I did not. Okay. Um, and I'm, I'm, you guys might be surprised, but I'm going to rate it probably only like two tenths of a point less than Grave of the Fireflies. Oh, Okay. Okay. And okay. but but it might go up by the time I finish talking to you. About maybe, shit. maybe that's what we'll we're see. trying to do. That's why Tomas and I are going next. <laughs> <laughs> so my I talk I, to us. Talk to us. I liked that it was you know um, like a real story. It wasn't like a fantasy land and like a lot of crazy weird shit happening that didn't make sense to me. Which some animes do that for me. Yeah. Um, most most yeah, animes yeah. do that for everyone. So I like <laughs> that it was like a dr- yeah. I like that it was like a drama, and it was like an engaging story. Um, mm-hmm. But the thing that bothers me about it is like this didn't have to be animated. This could have been a live action <laughs> movie. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Like so, and I would have connected with the characters way more if it wasn't. A drawing, and I think that's my problem. It, it's it's hard for yes. me to disconnect. It's the same thing you said with Grave of the yeah, Fireflies. Yeah, it's yes. hard for me to disconnect that these are mm-hmm. car- You know, it's a cartoon. It's not. It's not a live act. And I'm sorry. I'm trying my hardest to do it mm-hmm. to like really like l- like care about the characters, but it's hard to do when they are. I know that all characters that we're watching in movies are fictional, but because. These this are double fiction. Yeah, this is drawn by some dude, which worked really hard at doing it. You know, 
and I appreciate that. But because it's it's a drawing, it's like I don't give a shit about anything that's happening. <laughs> oh god, it's it's god. It's, I, it's true, and like and also too, this one was had so many twists and turns that like it was a little bit frustrating sometimes. Like I was like, dude, like especially with you know you thinking that she was like schizophrenic or something, and all this shit was going on in 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 Nima's head. And it wasn't. It was really happening. And then, no, maybe it's not. Oh, wait, yes, it is. Oh, no, it's schizophrenia. Again. It is, oh, but it's yeah. not like you thought it's it was. Not, it's, <laughs> exactly. It's, and it, that was a little convoluted for me. And that's the only reason why I'm going to give it a couple points less than Grave of the Fireflies, because I felt like that was pretty straightforward and it wasn't hard to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was entertaining. Okay, this was more entertaining than Grave of the Fireflies. Like, I was more entertained <laughs> with this movie than Grave of the Fireflies. Because Grave of the Fireflies is, like, really depressing. Okay? So, so in, in, the, in the blue Valentine aspect for, for, for Derek, that's why I appreciate this one a little more. Because I was more entertained. But I still loved Grave of the Fireflies. And I appreciated the story behind it. That's why I scored it so high. And I'm going to score this one high, too. Because it was like an interestingly written story, but again, it's just fucking cartoons. So I don't give a shit about <laughs> any of the characters. You feel me? Uh, I feel you, bro. I feel you, bro. You know what's funny is that uh, it's just a quick tidbit. So like, there's different things in this movie. So specifically, there's a there's you know we all know like this movie like like what's the first thing when you think of Perfect Blue. What's a movie in the States that you think of when you think of Perfect Blue? Requiem for a Dream, man. And? Um, it just reminded me of Aronofsky, dude. I don't yes. know why. It just hit me so hard. You know, like okay, Aronofsky. there's a reason it, oh, for that. Oh, Black Swan. Yes, there's a reason for that. He's actually bought the rights to Perfect Blue here in the States. Oh, really? Is he going to make it? No, no, no. He used it because he used scenes from this movie in Black Swan and and It uh, totally like Dream. had that vibe, dude. So there's a if you if there's a cutaway, I saw it online. There's a cutaway of Mima in the bathtub and mm. there's a scene of Jennifer Connelly in the bathtub. Same exact fucking scene. That's why I said dude Am I that much of a cinephile that you said, uh, who yeah. does this one? And I said, Requiem for Dream. And then I was exactly. like, oh, Black Swan. Exactly. Wow, dude. Yeah. And so he created Black Swan. I had no, I honestly had no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, well, yeah like he, and I knew he had, I didn't know he had bought the rest, but I knew it was like, this, this movie's like fucking Black Swan. When I watched Black Swan, I was thinking, well, this movie's yeah. like fucking Perfect Blue. Like this guy fucking just bite off of Perfect Blue. And that's exactly what it is. He had bought the rights to Perfect Blue and he created Black Swan and he used some things for Rec Room for a Dream just for the story. It wasn't necessarily wow. because of Perfect Blue, but Black Swan is basically his version of Perfect Blue, where you have somebody who has this like, you know, like perception gap. That's the whole thing with this movie is that there's a perception gap between who they were, who they mm. are, and who they want to be. And so with that perception gap, you know, it just depends on what's gets what how that gap gets filled or how that gap gets widened. Wow, dude, that's Birdman. not perfect blue. That's crazy. Would you say like Birdman too? Oh yeah, like Birdman. Like Birdman, yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, like, not not as closely as like yeah. Black Swan is. Black Swan yeah. is a very close match. Yeah, I, that's so funny, man. In I didn't. Even th- I just felt like when you said that because I hadn't thought about it until you said that. I'm like, this feels like Aronofsky. 
I think yeah. this just got higher. I, I think this just one, got higher than Green Tenth of a point. That's it. One tenth of a point. There it comes. <laughs> no, no, no. But no, but yeah, but I was I, and, and I read this article from this website called uh, filmcolossus.com and and they went in this huge like it's a long article, I ain't gonna lie. And it was actually written like three weeks ago, this article. But um, it talks about all the symbolism. And that's one of the things they talk about, how, how Aronofsky utilized even some, some of the same shots to kind of like, you know, get us into the mind frame of that's where these so people are at. Weird. I, uh, that's going to bring me to what my pick is, and you're going to be interested later. Wow. Wow. <laughs> but, okay. But like, Every okay. time we win you a little bit more, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so Eric, so talk to me about the, the movie itself, dude. Talk to me. What were some things that you liked in the movie? Like, um, I mean, I, I like... There's a lot of artistic choices. That was it. That's oh, all yeah. we got. No, there's, no, there's, there's a lot of I cool mean, artistic choices in the movie. And yeah. It's funny because it, it is an animated motion picture. I get that. And I get like the aspect of you not being able to fully engross yourself because it's animated. I understand mm-hmm. 100%. But when you think about like the, the the way the guy directed the movie, even though it's animated, this is all these are this you could totally make this into a live action the way he animated it. Oh, a million percent. I wish it was a live action movie. Yeah. I would have liked it a lot more, I think. I think I would appreciate it a lot more. And I would have connected or cared about the characters a little bit more if it was. Yeah. Um, but I did like, I you know what I really, this is probably going to be a curveball for you guys, but I did like the idea of watching um, a character in a story go from being someone who is semi-famous, you know, as this pop idol who wasn't, they didn't have massive success what I, is what I'm gathering, but they had some. Is that, am I wrong in that? I don't know, but. They had some success yeah. as a pop idol, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. watching her move over to do something that it feels like she's more passionate about with, with acting, mm-hmm. and then, you know, her dealing with the repercussions of that decision. And because I like, because um, I like, uh, you know, stories that have to deal with, you know the human condition in a um in a in in a uh position of strife and that was her position of strife was like her making this transition from pop idol to mm-hmm. to actor and then dealing with you know these people telling her you got to do like a rape scene and you got to get naked and stuff like that from that perspective it was interesting to watch her deal with navigating through that um but again, I probably would have cared about it more if it was real, <laughs> you know. But you know, I thought no. that was cool. And you know? and and and, the, and if you notice, like all the kind of crazy shit started happening to her after she had the rape scene, because it almost seemed like the rape scene caused some type of like like a, a psychotic break in her because she all of a sudden did something that was so out of character for herself, yeah, that she didn't even explain to anybody. And then if you saw, like that was probably where, um, you know. Spoiler alert: Rumi changed because that yeah. one scene where she's yeah, there with she the cigarette, yeah. the cigarette, and she's just watching it and this, and not even moving. And the guy next to her, to Dokoro, he's like watching her, and she just like gets up and walks away. But the whole thing is like she's just watching this whole thing, this pop idol, literally just just go away, like just fucking just flies away. This top yep. pop idol persona in the middle of what possibly was on a TV show would be about a thirty second scene. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, all these years of her, you know, it's just, it was kind of a I, crazy, that uh, crazy aspect yeah, and, of it. And, and if you think about it, like, this is stuff that, like, people really deal with, 
you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's like, especially actors and actresses making decisions of what they're doing with their career. Or are they going yeah. like, people in the gonna, public eye in general? Exactly. Um, are you going to get naked? Are you going to do a sex scene? Are you going to do a rape yeah. scene? Things like that. Um, those are just real decisions that are made and some of them can make you, some of them can break you, you know, but when you have, you have actors and actresses who are, they've been at it for years. They desperately want to succeed. How far are they willing to go? Are they going to, are they going to be comfortable with these things that they're choosing to accept? Or are they kind of sacrificing some of their inner morality or their own guidelines? You know, I mean, I loved that theme and that's why I like this movie. Because that is a he theme of the movie. I listen. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Listen, I didn't. I didn't hate it. I told you. I, it's listen, guys. This is not like a perfect ten. We're two for two, okay. man. This isn't a fun. Uh, this isn't. Day. This isn't. A, this isn't an amazing film. Okay, it was good, and I yeah, liked it. You know, I get you, I get you bro. Yeah. No, uh, and, and I, I like how they mentioned like they didn't mention her, but they mentioned Jodie Foster in Accused. Yeah, I know, I know, and that was so funny. I was like, they're like Jodie, whatever her name is, and I'm yes, like, oh, that's yes. that's that's hilarious. But and I, the, and I was like, I was like, that's exactly what happened. I mean, that was her first Oscar. Her first Oscar was Accused, where in you know in the like beginning I said, of the movie, it can make you or break you depending exactly. on what you're doing. It's like you know, you, know, you have Jodie Foster in Accused, and you have Cuba Gooding Jr. Radio. You know, it just happens, bro. And that broke him. <laughs> And that broke him. It was a terrible decision, you know. <laughs> so, but Jody Foster full. made a good decision. You don't go full. You don't go full. No, no, no. <laughs> but Jody Jody Foster made a good decision by yes. doing something that was tr- like a tragic scene that happened yes. in real life, and yeah. she killed it. You know, that's yeah. a horrible scene. It's a I honestly have never seen the motion picture. But oh, I dude, heard it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough a to tough watch. Scene, dude. It's very like I was uncomfortable. You know. So, um, but. That's that's the power of movies, man. See, that's when I care. Like, like that. That's another thing. Like, if if the accused was an anime film, which I'm not downplaying because that was a true story. I'm not. Yeah. So before people get mad, I'm just using this as an example. <laughs> like, if that was an animated film, it would be harder for me to care about what was happening. It'd be more like, wow, they're just using a cartoon to have like naked people, like in a have a rough sex scene. I, and I, it, I have a hard time disconnecting that. And maybe that's like how I'm wired. And mm-hmm. I feel bad because I appreciate the art behind anime. You know, like I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying that anime is a terrible, a terrible uh, medium <laughs> because I don't like it. I don't believe that. Like I'm just saying like, it's, there's a lot of work and a lot of time and a lot of effort. And there's some beautiful things that I've seen in anime and just in these two movies, you know, but I just have such a hard time connecting. really connecting and caring yeah. about the characters, you know? Dude. And, and speaking of like really uncomfortable scenes, have you ever watched that movie um, with, um, God, I forgot the French lady's name. Um, well, she's Italian, but um, Monica it, Bellucci, Irreversible. Irreversible. It's Gaspar No. He's Gaspar No. Yeah. yeah, the French guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw God. that. That's the most uncomfortable scene I've ever seen. I've ever, that, I was watching that by myself and I felt so uncomfortable by that scene. That is the most uncomfortable scene I have ever seen in a it's, film. It's, it's like, I like, I watched that scene and I was like, I don't know if I want to even be in the room right now. Oh, I, yeah. I, I've never watched it again. I don't want to see it again. That was the most, un- uh, Derek, I don't know if you've ever seen this film, but it, it there's a, it's irreversible. Gaspar Noe is like a, almost like an avant-garde filmmaker, like yeah. a nouveau avant-garde filmmaker. Like it's, it's like, it's like um, nouveau French. Like it's yeah, yeah. like in the last like 20 years, it's yeah. one of those like, like he, new French directors. This irreversible was a one shot film. Not really like he made tricks, but it was really long takes. 
and he had a viciously graphic rape scene that was so uncomfortable that I felt like I wanted to crawl out of my skin. And I was watching it by myself. I was no one else is in the room. It was just me. And I was like, I want this to end. That's how I felt about the scene. Like, I don't want to watch this anymore. I want this to be over, but I do want to finish the movie. Vincent <laughs> you know, like Castle's in this? What'd you say? Vincent Castle, the guy yeah, from... Yes. That's her husband, dude. That's her husband. Yeah, yeah. That's her husband, dude. That's Monica Bellucci's husband. And I mean, he. I loved him. Like, I loved him in Brotherhood of the Wolf. I, lo- I loved... I mean, He I was, was in Black I mean, Swan, too. He was in Black, Black Swan. Swan yeah. he, was the, no. he was the ballet director. But yeah. like, he... But I definitely it, it, will not watch this movie. It's it's a tough it's, one, man. Not, it's not a tough happening. one. It's a it's a good movie, but it's a tough movie he, to watch, dude. I'll tell you These what. These kind of scenes make you feel filthy. Like, I did. I felt gross after. Dude, like I was like, I mean, like, I, cause, I felt cause like you, I shouldn't I, be watching it. Like, I feel like because I think about uh, some some this kind of invokes uh, similar memories of when I first saw uh, Requiem for a Dream. Like you're watching a negative thing happened to someone and it's so visceral, so real the way that it's filmed and portrayed that you feel compelled to step in and help this individual yeah. and on the other end of the screen. Right. Yeah. And like, you're going to you watch can't. somebody get and you raped can't. that looks real and you and can't do anything. So then you just feel like you're a and bystander. It's, it's gross, man. It's, it's, it's very voyeuristic. It's very voyeuristic. Yeah, it's voyeuristic. And it's in with this film, irresistible, that we're irreversible, right irreversible, 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 sorry, irreversible is it's, it's so uncomfortable because it's one shot and it's most like rape sequences are like 30 seconds long, like a minute max in a film. This is like a nine minute scene. It was oh, yeah. long. Oh, geez. It was horrifyingly long. You know, I'm sure a one shot doesn't like a it one shot. It makes it, it, it worse. Adds to the it's very like intimate. You're, you're following it's like them around. You're literally you're watching it. Yeah, it's yeah. like you're just sitting there and watching this happen. And it was in no thanks. He he did it. I'll tell you what. He did a great job because that was the point. You know mm-hmm. I, that was absolutely the purpose to make you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin if you're a normal human being. <laughs> you know that's yeah. the way that you should feel For about real. it. Yeah. You know, and he 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 did a good job there. But he's. Uh, we we'll go back to talking about Perfect Blue in a second, but that guy, yeah. that director, made another another movie called Climax recently. You guys should check it out. It's wild. <laughs> it's wild, man. Apparently, it's based on a true story about a dance group that gets stuck in the. There's like a winter storm, and they were practicing, and they get stuck in their in their practice space, and it just just wild. <laughs> So uh, I, I liked it. it. It was crazy. I have a question: <laughs> How long are they stuck? It's like I don't know overnight, but shit gets weird because somebody overnight. Drops, no, listen. Okay. This is why it gets weird: is that they were drinking punch and somebody drops acid in the punch. Oh shit! And just it gets crazy. <laughs> it turns into, apparently, it's based on a true story, and it just gets absolutely wild, man. Dude, and, uh, oh I, I would watch it. It's interesting. <laughs> it's an interesting film. <laughs> oh my god! All right, so okay, but like, like, there's, any other there's... thoughts on the movie? Oh, sorry. No, no. Um, <laughs> I think I think that's basically the the most. I didn't take a lot of notes because I didn't have anything. I usually take notes when either I'm super engaged and I love everything that's happening, so I want to write notes, or I'm really hate it, and then I. I write a couple notes and then I'm mad and I don't want to write notes anymore. <laughs> so if I'm not writing notes at all, I think that's a good place to be in for me. 
So uh, just if I <laughs> write like no notes. It's writing, so his hand yeah. doesn't hurt. No, right? Collateral Beauty, I was so mad. I wrote like three notes and got so pissed that I was like, I'm not writing notes anymore. Because it's a great I mean, movie, of course. So. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So All right. But um, no, I think, I, guys, it's, it was a, it's, a, it's a solid film. I just can't, I, I, I can't love it because I don't connect with the characters because they're cartoons, you know? All right. Mm. Well, I get it, but and I but I appreciate you actually talking in, in, in some of the stuff because I mean it's there 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 are a lot of um he takes a lot of artistic licenses with it in the way the shots are set up and the way the lighting is which is kind of crazy for it to be the way it's done for an anime flick. But I I did like that. There's a lot of um there's definitely a lot of uh um um like metaphor and allegory behind, mm-hmm. especially the bright lights. I noticed yes, that they would flash. Yes. Um, that was I thought that was clever. Um, that's why I appreciate it too. Like I appreciate the clever nature of the film. Obviously, this guy probably makes good movies. I don't know how many he's made. Yeah, I didn't made a research lot, anything. I researched nothing after I watched it because I finished it last night and then had to work today, so I didn't get to yeah. do a lot of research on it. Um, and I didn't actually. I didn't even do any research on it. I just watched it. Usually, I do that with almost all the movies we watch. Yeah. Um, but uh, and also because it's anime, I had such a hard time getting through it. Finally, <laughs> like getting to the point where I sit down and had to watch it. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it was it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. So uh, yeah, so like um, so like there, I'll have a link to this article actually on the on the on the Insta page, on the Instagram once I put it up um, for this episode. But I mean, it, it it's it's a pretty good. It's called um, Perfect Blue Explained: The Definitive Explanation of Perfect Blue. Oh, so nice! It's 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 a Ooh, it's I like a, that. It's a pretty long article, and it was written July seventeenth, like this past. Oh, July. okay. Yeah, 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 like this past oh, wow. July seventeenth, and so these guys wrote it. Yeah, July seventeenth. Yeah, yeah, that's when he wrote it. Anyway, so yeah, it, it came out then, and it's like, and 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 they go into like he goes into a super deep dive. I mean, there's even a theory in this article, which is funny because it's it's just kind of like a weird kind of situation, especially for being from Texas. There is a strange dichotomy between this movie and you wonder if it played a part in the actual creation of the book, per se, the original book, or the movie itself, how they did it. Um, is the aspect of Perfect Blue kind of is based on the situation with Selena? Oh, oh interesting. Sure. Wow. Yeah, that makes sense to me, too. So you have like somebody like Selena, who's a pop yeah. idol, who but who wants to grow her brand, mm-hmm. not in the general as far as movie, but just in general, she wants to grow her brand. She wants to grow from being, you know, a ranchera singer, you know, to a pop star in you know the English language. Mm-hmm. And then you have somebody like you have Rumi in Perfect Blue, who's very similar to Yolanda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, who was all over Selena, was trying to make sure that she keeps her brand up, but wanted to control every aspect of Selena. Mm. And then she kind of was losing her near the end to somebody named, I guess, Richard Martinez or something, Ricardo mm. Martinez, whatever. And of course, then you have like the same thing with Rumi kind of losing her to Tadokoro. Yeah. In the movie. So it was just kind of a weird. Interesting. Kind of yeah. Thing. Wow. That's deep. Because, yeah. you know, they started making this anime in 95. That's when they started production, and she was killed in '95. So I don't know if that has to play with it, but it was just kind of a weird thing that they brought up in the article. Like, like it's just that kind of like a weird, re- not a retelling, but kind of like a you know aspect of of Selena's story. So I, I just thought it was cool. That's to very bring up. Cool. yeah, yeah. That's that's interesting. I didn't I, I didn't see think that. about that until you said it, but that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but Derek, what did you talk to me, bro? Oh, um, yeah, I'd like to hear what <sighs> you guys think about this film. 
Okay. Well, first, let me let me look here. Uh, I have I have, have some... you seen it before, Derek? Is this yeah. the first time? Okay. Okay. Oh, so yeah, you've seen yeah. it before. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I've probably only seen it two or three other times than this one. Um, but yeah, I, I've seen it before. I think I saw it back in it's was, was probably gosh. Uh, 2009, 2008, something like that. I probably first saw it. Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. So you mentioned. That was when he was something. 11, just for everyone. He yeah, was 11 years old. I was in college. <laughs> anyway. Um, the, you mentioned how. Did you wear Jinkos? You wore Jinkos. Mother- didn't you? Okay. That was middle school. And yes. <laughs> oh, God. He said middle yeah. school. I can only yes. imagine Derek as a middle schooler wearing Jinkos. You must Dude, have been like three foot seven. It jinkos. was a very <laughs> awkward phase. In a Massimo shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Stussy. Stussy. Yeah. Yep. Not wrong. Billabong. Yep. Quicksilver. Elemental. All the all the vans, yeah. skate shirts and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Did you own did you own point. a skateboard at least? I did own one, yeah. <laughs> Didn't use it once. Uh, I mean I tried. I tried a lot. And I was ne- it was one of those things where it was like a hobby I desperately wanted to be cool oh, enough to have. Oh yeah. 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 Everyone did. Yeah. I tried Probably I for five minutes, 30 different times. I learned how to ollie <laughs> standing still. I couldn't like roll an ollie. I, I learned how to go from ollie. the sidewalk down my driveway to the street. <laughs> <laughs> That's as far God, as I got. We're, anyway. We're such a couple of nerds, bro. Jesus. Oh, yeah. No, doubt. No, no denying it here. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I admitted to Jinko jeans, dude. Yeah. I had That's a pair. True. I'm not going to lie. In eighth grade, I had a pair. It's all I wore. It was all I wore. Most really? Oh, anyway, wow. was it. And I was already short. So you imagine I look like a smurf when I was wearing those things. Yeah. By the way, podcast world, uh, Derek is five foot three inches tall. Just so you know. I'm not, you mother. F- you know what? It's we not enough to add on top of that. The Munchkin Land, the Munchkin Land, the Munchkin Land. I don't even know why I show up. I don't know why I show up. We just shit on him the whole time. This poor the guy. The whole time, right? every time. <laughs> this poor guy. Sorry. We love him, though. I love him. We love That's you, why Derek. I, do it. I love I you, shit Derek. on the people I love My the point most. here, the thing I was going to talk about for the movie that this podcast revolves around. Uh-huh. Okay? Sorry, perfect blue. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. You mentioned something to me. You were like, this movie has, I think, and I might be paraphrasing, so correct me if I am wrong. Um, you said something to the effect of this movie has like so many good concepts and and all of this. It frustrates me that this is animated, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, okay. <laughs> so you know what I hear whenever you say that? Oh, oh, He's God. trying to pull an Eric on a Derek. Derek's trying to pull an Eric right now. You, okay. better, you better come correct, bro. Cause... I got two. I got okay. two. Two all examples right. of what it reminds me of. First, uh, What's the first feeling you get whenever somebody says, I'm going to pour my beer over ice? I get very upset. Awkward. I don't feel good about it. Doesn't matter. Let people do, right? We were just talking about the 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 the, the, the peanut butter, right? Oh, oh yeah. Peanut sure. butter goes with everything. Yeah, sure. Drink how you want. We don't care as long as it's not vinegar and milk, yeah, I said. Yeah, yeah. Right? True. The only... Okay. Let people have, right? Okay. Jeez. I'm not and, saying and two, you shouldn't have. Two. Yeah. Here's the second one. Here's the second one. <laughs> have so you ever psyched. been have you ever been to a car show you know like a saturday morning car show you go out there old guys have like their project oh, when cars they like have their hoods there. open as opposed yeah to like yeah and old they got, school they got cars these, yeah you know project cars they work on in retirement yeah. and they are gorgeous and you're yeah. like man how how did you build this thing it's great it's the same reaction that they give whenever you go down to the drag strip and you're like yeah i'm gonna bring my tesla and then they lose and they're like well we did it this way no no times change okay 
Anime's here to stay. <laughs> All right. Time's changed. <laughs> Anime's here to stay. Anime it's can changed. Can so, yeah, eat, eat that eat that bowl of dicks, you, you, you asshole. That's what Derek's saying to me right now. <laughs> hey, no, he's, no. he's like peacemaker. I'll eat a bag of dicks for liberty yeah. anytime, any day. Yeah. No. Okay. Podcast world. Derek just told me to eat a bowl of dicks. So. <laughs> I'm just saying, eat a dick, Eric. Let's, dick. Let's, let's apply our logic everywhere. Okay, <laughs> I'm listening. No. That's that's one thing, right? Can, can maybe, we talk about maybe, the movie? I'm no, getting he's getting to it. Okay. Yeah, he's getting okay, to it. Okay, you get into it. Okay, we can <laughs> say obviously that this movie had some really good concepts. We obviously know it must have some good concepts. There were some great movies that came very heavily pulled from 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 this right we could talk mm-hmm. about uh what was it is it black swan am i saying black that? swan it, and right. yeah. Dream. Yeah. there you go all right perfect What's so your awesome favorite movie by the way that. i feel Derek, so good about that, that I, you I should that. feel good about yeah. it i feel good for you thank you thank you <laughs> what? oh like <laughs> that okay. i was that i was on the right page when you were right, on the right yeah. page dude and, and yeah. that's, that's, isn't that Derek's favorite movie yeah it's a favorite movie for yeah he loves it movie he loves that fucking hate that movie it's that's it R. is. That's gonna be it our is, R. What was the other movie that Eric was pissed off and I gave it a bad rating? It was a good movie. Blue Valentine. Blue Valentine. Uh, yeah. Valentine. Blue, Val- yeah. Blue, Blue Valentine. Valentine. Blue Valentine. It, it's the same thing. I hate. I hate how good it is, and I hate it. <laughs> it's See, the same at least. Thing. Oh well. Here's the thing. Like, at least I appreciate. Like, I even though it was a hard journey for me to go on Perfect Blue because and Grave of the Fireflies. Sure. I still appreciate it for what it is. Even though I'm not like connecting the characters, I'm still able to pull myself out and realize that this was Derek, cool storytelling. Derek this doesn't appreciate a, Blue Valentine. Yeah, this is a good <laughs> this is good storytelling. It's a good movie. And I'm able to pull myself away from like sure. being like, God, it's just a stupid drawn cartoon, you know? <laughs> well, okay. And so I don't know how privy you guys are to some of the, the history of anime coming to the West, right? I, the I'm not at stu- all. Yeah. The anime studies, studios had everybody that, not let's, believe. Let's, everybody, let's, that, let's welcome. Well, this, is your, this is your history lesson for the day. I'm going to go through this quickly. It's, okay? it's I, I want you lesson. to because I don't know shit about it. So The anime industry was pumping out anime in all of Asia. It was booming. People bought it up. It was a booming market, right? In the 80s, right? But, 80s, right? Uh, I mean, a little before. I, I want, when did... The big one that took off with that was Astro Boy. I don't know remember, remember when that. Well, that was in the sixties, though. That was like 60s, yeah, but that was 70s. like one of the Astro Boy. I think is credited as one of the first big. Anyway, my point being, anime studios were producing anime. They were producing it for their local markets, but they did not believe with an ounce of hope that anyone in the West would enjoy anime content. So they never invested at all in even distributing it over there. Do you know my dad loved Astro Boy when he was a kid in Puerto Rico? Dude, a lot of people grew up with some form of anime, just didn't know that they it was showed like it. anime. They showed it. They showed it in Puerto Rico when my dad was growing up as a kid in the early '60s and late '50s, and he loved Astro Boy. Dude, there's so he much. Talks, anyway, he talks like being, lovingly yeah. about Astro Boy. <laughs> my point being is. They didn't have any confidence that anime would do well in other markets like America. And so they didn't invest in it. And very few studios could ever even convince them to license it to another place in America so that that studio could then you know, pay to have it dubbed and then released locally. That's why when you look at like historically old anime, the dubbing is terrible. 
they 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 had they had all of the worst circumstances, the no money, the the people who would do it for free, and all that shit. And that's how they had to release it because they had no budget and they couldn't get licensing for almost anything. Those studios wouldn't license it at all. They just it's not worth it. We're not going to make any money. We're not going to send it to the West, right? And so that's why when you listen to dubbed uh, Grave of the Fireflies, you know we watched it dubbed, and the dubbing is the I, same one that it's had forever, and it's terrible. It's, yeah, it's pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. I appreciated this the subtitles more than absolutely I, yeah right? than, than the, they'll all, they almost yeah. always will subtitle it because subtitling i think is cheaper in production and all that stuff but the point being that they the dub of grave of the fireflies a studio ghibli film that is a prominent anime studio and it still hasn't been redubbed very well at all mm-hmm. and it's better than some but that's the point you look at things like blue valentine or i'm sorry uh, perfect blue <laughs> The it hasn't been dubbed. I think, and I it made a joke dubbed, about this. It has been dubbed, but it's not good. It has. I I couldn't find it dubbed anywhere. No, no. I, no, I thought. No, don't don't look for it though. Anyway, there's a, there's, a point, dubbed, there's a dubbed version where they actually dubbed the the singings too. So, oh, I was going to mention <laughs> my point in all this is that even for people who partake of other subtitled content, whether it be anime or foreign film in general. It's subtitles are hard. Uh, some of the emotion can be lost whenever it's not audibly delivered in your native language. Okay. So anytime I think that you're going to watch a foreign film in subtitles without dubbing, it's already got, got a, got an extra amount of work that it's got to do to come across. Maybe to if the you're viewer. not, maybe if you're not a movie person. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go know? ahead. I'm sorry, Derek. I'm going to disagree. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead that. and tell you right now that you're a piece of shit for even saying that <laughs> because I'm going to be hundred percent. Right. You went real personal. That was my bowl of dicks. You're going to really, I'm going to give you a big old fucking big ass cake of dick. So here's the deal. I don't, again, I'm sorry. If I, if I sound upset is because cake that's just, dick. that's, yeah. It's, you you struck mean, a chord okay. on that one, man. Oh my god! Oh my you god! You struck a chord on that oh, one. God, Looks like I'm not the only one who's mad hey, here today. I did mention that I'm all for being educated. So I know, please enlighten. And not, I'm, I'm not saying because I'm mad. You just here's the deal. So like, there's motion pictures that are foreign films, and I get the same emotion from it being subtitled, even more so because I don't want to watch it dubbed. There's yeah. plenty of there's plenty of shows on Netflix that they mm-hmm. show that are. They have a dubbed version of it. I never watch it. I'm dubbed. not watching like, it either. Yeah. Like Cable Girls, Chicas del Cable. In the Span- and I don't, I don't, I, I watch it in subtitles because I, I can't understand. I mean, it's hard for me to follow in, you know, in, in the Spanish accent. Really? You know, from Spain. Even are you though really I, even are you really even a It's a different <laughs> amount of Spanish. You cannot. So it's different. It's different. <laughs> it's different. Different but kind of Spanish. Castilian Spanish is a little bit harder. But either yeah. way, what I'm saying is that I get. And I could be just be because of me, like you know, with like with Eric, I'm I'm a cinephile. I want to watch it in its original format, kind yeah. of thing, and I want to understand it. But like, okay, case in point, I watch Cinema Paradiso. Mm-hmm. I watched that movie as an 11 year old child. That's the first time I saw that motion picture, and I saw that movie, and it was the first foreign film I had ever seen. And I had a visceral reaction to the aspect of the main character never being able to be with the woman he loves. Visceral. I was upset. I wasn't crying. But as a kid, I was like, why the hell couldn't he end up with her? 
this guy did not, you know, he should have fought for her, and he never did. And and that comes across even with subtitles. It came across. Can I can I make another example real quick, Derek? Go ahead. Think about this, just just based on what you're saying, Derek. Like as a as some like I I don't think what you said was ignorant by any means. No, no, Derek. not by but any like, chance. No, no, but no. Like, it's it, it's a it, viewpoint me, of some people. It's yeah, just not and, ignorant. and I think that there's a lot of people that cannot stand subtitles because yes, they don't want to do yes. the work. Okay, but yes. think about. Even like American cinema. So let's take this like in Glorious Bastards. Mo- a lot of it's subtitled. Yeah. Think about that opening sequence where there's not a word of English. Nothing. It's in I French. I felt all of that <laughs> like deeply where, yeah. you know, where Homeboy comes in, Christoph Waltz comes in and finds, you know, finds the fam- Soshana's family or like is looking for the, the Jews that he's hiding. Mm-hmm. Like I felt that deep. In my core. Oh, what about what Not about one the, word of English? What about the bar scene or the, the bar, scene? dude? There's so many intense moments of that that I feel like it doesn't take away from what you're seeing. And I felt like if also too, I feel like if those those sequences were in English, I feel like that would take away from the sequence. So there's so it's okay. Case in point, we talked about Vincent Cassell. So Vincent Cassell was Derek's in a movie. Derek's got something to say too. I could see yeah, it in his yeah. eyes. So <laughs> Vincent Cassell, Vincent Cassell was in a movie in the '90s called Brotherhood of the Wolf. I don't yeah. know if you guys have ever I seen have that seen movie. It, yeah. I mean, it's it's a pretty cheesy like martial arts kind of like period piece. Um, and and the thing was, it's directed by a guy named Christoph Gans, who who really what he's made a lot is like live action. He's made like live action like anime movies. That were like based off anime. Like he directed uh, Crying Freeman from the nineties. Did he direct with, Fist to the North Star live action? No, he did not. Unfortunately, he did not. <laughs> but he did direct, like I said, he directed Crying Freeman with Mark DeCascos in it. Um, also, but he uh, so he directed Brotherhood of the Wolf, and it had Vincent Cassell, had Mark DeCascos. But here's the thing that really got to me is that, and there are people like that, like you were saying, who who can be very lazy about, especially here in the West, here in the states specifically about foreign films when i went to go see that movie in the theaters okay this is like in 96 i think i went to go see the movie in the theaters me and my brother knew because it said it in the trailer it says french with with english subtitles it says it in the fucking trailer it said it on the poster you know what i mean but the minute people started talking french in the movie with subtitles there was an audible groan in a packed movie theater People were like, the guy next to me was like, what the fuck is this shit, bro? Like, it was just, it was like, I was like, in my head, it was like, these the people same are so people who are like, ignorant. they're the same people who are like, this is America, we speak English America, here. America, you know what I mean? Like, oh, but gosh. you know, it's just, but that movie for me, I loved that movie as a kid because it was a cheesy, cool action flick that had martial arts and it's taking place in the, in fucking French wine country. You know what I mean? In fucking Burgundy. Which was great. It was cool as shit. It was a cool concept for me. But, you know, I just think that there are people who just can't get past subtitles because they feel like, I don't want to read a movie. I'm like, well, fucking get out of your head, bro, and just enjoy the movie because you're going to, and you'd appreciate it a lot more if you hear it in its original language, even though it's in subtitles. You're going to, it'll take, it takes you, honestly, I always feel when people say, oh, it takes away from the movie for me. I don't see everything. I'm like, do you understand that each of these subtitles are probably five words long? Like, they're long enough. And sometimes there are two lines. And we're talking maybe seven, eight words. But chances are, it's quick enough for you to read and look at the scene at the same time. 
It's not like as if they're they're trying to cover the entire screen like a fucking PowerPoint presentation. You know what I'm saying? Like, Derek, I'm sorry. Are you, sorry, are you okay here? That's Derek? my hot take, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's Derek, my hot take, bro. What you got to say, my dude? <laughs> okay. Sorry, I'm sorry. I think I think I was a little bit misunderstood. <laughs> okay, sorry, Which is bro. is not Go your ahead. fault. It is 100 percent my fault. <laughs> So what does uh, uh, Young and the Restless, um, Friends, uh, Cheers, Will and Grace, uh, gosh, Big Bang Theory, what do all these shows have in common? Well, um, most of them are sitcoms except Young and the Restless. (laughs) That was was a soap opera. It's a soap opera. Sure. It's a three camera show. Three cameras. So uh, far more abstract than this. All right. So. They're all shows that you don't have to watch to watch, right? You could you could be cooking dinner, not even watching the TV, just listening. Okay, I got and you. You can you can still enjoy the show. You can still grasp what's going on. You're not going to miss many of the punchlines. Most of it's going to come across. Mm-hmm. Um, I consider those as I guess what I would call them as very passive shows. Like they're not good or bad. Not that they're lesser or greater than, but just mm-hmm. you don't have to really. They're not. Most of the episodes are inconsequential, right? By the end, they finish right where they started. All the kind of same thing, right? Um, and as soon as you watch a show that hasn't been dubbed and it's not in your native language, that goes out the window, right? Unless you're trying to learn a language, you're you're not going to have a clue what's going on. And so you have to be far more intent. You have to have a, a, a more, in, you have to be very intentional about, about watching these, right? You're yeah. not going to get an opportunity to really multitask, honestly. Like if you look down at your phone, you might miss something and have to rewind, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I mean whenever I say these shows are hard. I think some people are immediately turned off by having to read a movie. And yeah. depending on, I, I could see it either way as a very, close-minded perspective. I can also see it as my life is too busy and I don't have time, right? Either way, um, it makes it harder to, to commit to something like that, to zero in on one thing, to not multitask and even try and fold a load of laundry while you're watching mm-hmm. these movies. But we, shouldn't be do, but we shouldn't be doing that anyway. Well, okay. We so if you're watching a film, you should watch it. That's why I prefer I to watch movies in the theater because I'm not distracted. True. I agree with you, but I think we're wrong. I okay. think that that's more of a, cause, cause I'm the same way, right? I am, I have a theater room in my home. I've dedicated a room acoustically and everything to be my movie watching space. Because when I watch a movie, I want to hear it as it was intended. I want to watch it in full clarity. I don't turn on the vivid, vibrant settings on my TV screen. I want it in its grainy, dull color, whatever it is, right? But most people, and I mean most, I don't think see it that way. And that's why I think we're wrong. Like there is, there is, there is a time that absolutely I want to dedicate to watching something, whatever it is. And I don't want to be sidetracked. I don't want to stop. I don't want to go around. My phone is going to be on silent. Like I'm sitting in the theaters and nobody's going to make a peep. And that is how I can enjoy certain films. That's how I watch the movies we talk about on this podcast. But often a movie is very passive. I'm going to put it on because I've seen it and I'm going to watch it in the background. I'm going to do 10 other things. Oh man, I got so much to say. And I think... (laughs) That's that's because it's the majority. 
I think that we are in the wrong whenever we say it has to be done with full intention and everything. Because you, you absolutely are going to miss all the nuances that the director and the writer put in that. But- no, we're not wrong. They're wrong. <laughs> They're, I, and this is going to sound super, super duper pompous. But I just got done talking about my dedicated theater room. I think. <laughs> yeah. We're, I don't have a theater room, but I do watch movies with intent. Okay. And that's because the reason why I watch films with intent or I try my hardest to do it um, and why I prefer to watch movies at a theater because I cannot have access to my phone when I'm there. Okay. Because yeah. we're so distracted by everything. Movies are passive. Yes. On the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth viewing. They're passive. But the first Even time. Collateral you- Beauty. Yes, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, yes. Okay, but oh. the the first viewing at least is that is not the intent. Those people that put those blood, sweat, and tears into making all those Sharknado movies want you to watch it without being distracted. And, and all of and, them, and that's yeah. how I agree with you, dude. Because you said something, Derek. Just by saying, and and Eric, you actually you you brought it up as well. You said, Derek, that I I watched a, it's more of a passive experience with me because I've already seen it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yes, if you've already seen the movie, of course it's going to be a passive experience because you've already seen it. But if it's not a movie you've seen before, you want to focus. So that's why that's why that's why that kind of statement doesn't really See, work as well I if argue. you haven't seen the motion picture. See, I argue that we are the old car guy. <laughs> On this stance, this we're right. the old car guy. You might be right. You Listen, could be. Yeah, you might you be right be. about I, that. My wife hates it, me in the theater because I tell her to shut the fuck up, and I and I mean, I mean, I love my wife, mm. but she's the, she hates it that I'm here because I always tell her to be quiet, and now my kids yeah. tell her to be quiet. But like, my, that's, my wife that's definitely switch. knows like when I'm watching something and she interrupts me, and I'm like, I hit pause and I look at her and I go, yes, yeah. <laughs> But that's the way that's the way it's supposed to be watched. I'm yes. not saying every mm. single time, Derek. I think you're we're not, the old card I'm guy. not saying every single time. No, the first time. No, the first time you should listen. If you're at least even if you're paying the money to watch this, you should pay attention to what's happening exactly. because there's a reason why everything's God, happening. And as thing. someone who's a filmmaker himself, if and when I make a movie, you guys better not pick up your fucking phones. I'm dead ass serious. Okay, you better so pay I can film it with my phone and upload it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. What were you saying? I was on my phone. He's on my phone. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I get you. I get you. And I'm the, the same amount way, of time like, and effort that goes into making a film, even yeah, movies man. like Sharknado. There's time and effort and blood, yeah. sweat, and tears. I still think everyone else thinks that way. No, I they agree with you, but they're wrong. I, That's what I'm saying. You're, yeah. They don't. You're right. I agree with you there. I think that you're probably like 98% of the people that watch movies, especially in this day and age, are streaming and not fully paying attention to what's going on. Dude, when I watched Perfect Blue, the first 30 minutes, I was engaged. And then for some reason, I wanted to pick up my phone. And you know what I did? I took it and put it in another room because I was like, this is subtitled, you idiot. Like, you're going (laughs) to miss stuff. So okay. I literally left left it in a different room so I could pay attention to it. Does does series, uh, episodic shows, TV shows, whatever you want to call it, 
does that content deserve the same respect? I don't know what the word is. It depends I think on the it series. Does the first way, but I yeah, it depends on if it's good. If you enjoy it, yeah. If you if you're watching a series that you love, and this is the first time you're seeing it, you should put your fucking phone down, man, and okay. just watch it. What? Okay. So, how many times have you fallen fallen asleep to Forging in Fire? Every time. But here's <laughs> so the thing. First time you watch that it's episode, the same you fall thing asleep. Every time, to but though, here's dude. the thing. It is the same thing every time. And also, too, damn it! Like I, the fact that he's got so much information on what I watch <laughs> is terrifying. It's <laughs> he's like, like the Google. NSA. He's it's the like NSA of, of of film and television. I'm just saying, we but are every, definitely. Yeah. We I agree with you, and I am on your side. But we are definitely the old car guy. You're, I, and I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that. We might be. But as yeah. someone who is a cinephile and went to school for this and has made films, I don't want people to don't at least want the first time. No, I don't. At least the first time. I want them to be wrong. No, they, no, it's not. But see, the thing is, like, I'm, this is, again, it's so, this is like a, such an opinion-based conversation that we're having. But, For like, real, it's true. Like We've totally we, got off the deep end with I know this we did, but, like, if you, if, like, I do think that they're wrong. The first time you view something, unless you absolutely hate it, you should pay attention to it. For real. And even if you absolutely hate it, like, I, I learned that in film school. One of the things I learned in film school was they were, like, and I was such an elitist film guy. Before, oh, go, before going into film school, did like, you, I, did you smoke classic? He was the old race? car guy. Yeah, yeah. I would no, but I was like, I thought I knew what good movies were, and like, I wouldn't watch movies that I thought were bad based on case in point, Taxi Driver. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just like for real, but like, I literally <laughs> was preached, like, dude. Yeah, yeah, for real. But, like, I was like, you know, I know what good movies are. Like, uh, like hoity toity. Like, I know, and I got schooled by one of my professors that said, "You don't know shit, and you should watch everything." Because yeah, for real? how do you learn anything like this? You want to make this your profession? Like you think that you you? I love you know, that your professor told you to, that you don't know shit. They, oh no, they that. did. It oh, was, yeah, it was yeah. humbling, man. They had to do that to a lot of us because you go in. A lot of film students go into school, and I'm saying this as a former film student. And the ones that are in there right now are probably like, "Oh, I know so much about film. I'm the shit." You don't know shit. You don't. Dude, there's okay. there's like there's like a movie I've been reading about on the internet that I have not seen. I'm I'm kind of want to watch it, but I kind of don't. And lot it, it's it's a movie that was made. It's called the Serbian movie. Have you heard of it? Dude? I watched it. It's a Serbian film. It's called. I've seen. Yeah, it. Serbian film. I, yeah, I've heard. It, I've heard real like crazy. Shit it's about it's it. such a du- like honestly, I'm so mad. Like we should, we should watch it. <laughs> Derek would love it it so much. That may be the horror film for those. Yeah, dude, it's such a bad movie. It's not a good movie. But anyway, what about it? Were you talking? No, that that, like it just seems like it's like it doesn't seem like it's a fucking horror movie. Like it it is. It's a shock film, and it's it's it's, so yeah. It's so out there in like. Ugh, it, it's frustrating. It was a frustrating film, and I watched it because everybody talked about it, and you know it was like banned in a bunch of countries. Yeah. So that's why I watched it, and I was like, there was a few times that I was like, this is just so outrageous and so shock for shock offensive so offensive a couple times that i was like this doesn't even this isn't even worth watching and i almost turned it off but because i'm a an old an old car guy (laughs) i finished it i'm gonna finish this so i can have an informed opinion why i hate this thing (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna try to reel this conversation back to the fucking movie here can i actually okay i okay perfect blue i don't really I don't really love this movie, 
but I think of it as I, I like it for the same reason that you like Requiem for a Dream. It's so well made, right? Like the stories fits, the, the characters work together, the the whole arc of the whole. It, it's just it's a well really well rounded film. Mm-hmm. I don't really like movies like this, right? You know the whole. But you can get celebrity behind it because being... it's not real people. That's so frustrating see, to me you right see, now. You see, you see, you see, oh, like, that see, like me. so, like you guys are going from like literally from the opposite. Yeah, I know, and I'm mad about it. Like, like Derek can get behind this movie because <laughs> because it's animated. It's animated because Requiem for because a Dream it, is real. Is too real for you, like exactly. You, and then of course on, with, with Eric, it's the other way around. He yeah. can't get behind it because it's animated, but he can get behind Requiem because that's more real. Even though they're basically kind of telling the same story of like you know like basically issues that people have that are basically have gone off the deep end at that point i would okay i see oh, what you're buddy, saying this is such a good episode i'm so happy I see what you're saying. I, yeah i am too because i'm about to lose my shit on derek but <laughs> here's the thing i think i think for for shows like uh requiem movies like requiem, requiem for a dream or or uh blue valentine, blue valentine. Um, they, you know how you were saying, was it irreversible was the name of yeah. that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it was, it's very visceral, right? Uh-huh. And it, it, and it's not shock factor for the sake of shock factor. Not but that it's, one. No. It's, it's not, but it, it has some shocking aspects, right? Yeah. And so I guess I don't, I don't welcome that emotion, right? I don't, I don't find any... I don't know. It's not that it's it's necessarily too real. I think it's that it's uh, they, they don't shy away from it enough for me. Like it's it's too potent for me. I think like like they like almost like if they showed everything, didn't blur anything. They get all the camera angles that shows all the violence, all of these things that really emphasize the moment beyond what even a bystander would observe, right? Like they want you to get the viscerality of this moment and perfect blue. I don't think does that. It does have real concepts, real, uh, uh, realistic, you know, storyline and, and, and events and all those things, but it, it doesn't. Grave of the like Fireflies they, does. It does it more than this one does. It does. Yeah. You have a good point. So I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I honestly don't agree with you on that point, dude. For the simple fact of the fact matter is for me, I think they get extremely visceral, visceral in this motion picture. For the simple fact, for me, in the aspect of one is the scenes where, you know, is the rape scene, even though that supposedly yeah, that was, is a fake that scene. Was uncomfortable. That, was, yeah. that was an uncomfortable scene for it to be animated because yeah, at I one agree. point she stops. Because you could, it's like she's almost as if she's in that mindset already. She's gone to that place that women go to yeah. or have said they've gone to when they've been raped. So I'm, just not, saying, I'm yeah. not saying I know every aspect of this. I'm not yeah, saying we I'm like, don't. Yeah, we don't. Not in any way, shape, <laughs> yeah. or form. I'm just saying that I have read and I've seen interviews where, you know, at a certain point in time, they completely stop fighting. They're not fighting, and they just like they go brain to like a dis- shuts off. They, they just go disconnect. to a disembodied state where they don't want to even be there. So their yeah, brain, yeah, that was like a very said, visceral moment. I agree. Where she just stops, and she then stops also screaming. to the actual almost rape scene is also yes. very uncomfortable. Yeah, where she and, almost I mean, actually gets raped. That's yeah. a visceral moment. 
you know. And and and, and I think I think <clears throat> when you think about like the way they they shot the those scenes, you know, it 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 kind of harkens back to the part with scene where he's he's with me mania. In the article that I read, Perfect Blue, they were they mentioned a couple times where you had you know where that's something that you have to have as an aspect of being a pop idol or a, a, an idol of some kind, you know, in in cult in pop culture, you know, where there are people who have been killed by obsessive people. Case in point, you have you know, of course, most famous one in my opinion is John Lennon, you mm-hmm. know, but then recently, what there was a singer from The Voice who was killed by somebody at a signature. An autograph session. She was yeah. killed. You know what I well, mean? They, they, and, they you know, literally you, take this idol title to an extreme. Like Yolanda and Selena. Yeah, yeah. You yeah know? I was about to say Selena too. Yeah. Yeah, Selena too. So you have people that have gone off the deep end because they just can't, they can't. And that's one of the things that I love that, that I like about the movie is the aspect of perception. Mm-hmm. Well, your perception of yourself is different than the perception that you may have had previously or what someone has of you. So like me mania, his perception of her is that he wants her to be a pop idol, but he doesn't perceive her as the same person. So that's why he, that's why he tries to kill her because he feels like he's been talking to Mima, Mima Rin from Cham through Mima's room. And then we find out that that's Rumi, her spoiler alert, her fucking manager mm-hmm. has literally lost her mind and has taken over the persona of Mimarin from Champ. From Champ. Mm-hmm. Well, and this, this, um, and that's what I don't, I don't even know what you would call this. This scenario that happens where people idolize these people to the point of very unhealthy mental Obsession. space, right? Yeah, um, it's incredibly common in the idol world. Yeah, um, it's, yeah. It's, it's. I mean, we've named off terrifying. a handful of circumstances yeah. that have happened in music and film globally that are, that are probably among the more prominent circumstances, but it is a regular occurrence. Yeah, it's happening yeah. right now with probably yeah. many famous people, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, Absolutely. It's something I mean, they have to ever deal seen with on a daily basis. concert, it's insane. It is insane. A what? Um, they're, okay, they're so K-pop. They're K-pop. Oh. They're a K-pop, K-pop like metal band. It's, it's two girls and they're kind of like goth with bright pink. Right, it's the whole concept, and it's metal music, and they have—they're not an idol group, I would say. Maybe that they're—they're very much so like prominent metal artists, but yeah, there is a unhealthy relationship with a handful of fans out there, and mm. and because they those industries rely so heavily on the persona interacting with the fandom on a very intimate level, very regular occurrence, like they they. They stream and they they do meet and greets and all these things constantly, even when there's not necessarily a concert, right? They have to have this close, intimate relationship with their fandom. And it breeds that negative obsession, right? There's a I was actually gonna save that this is one of my top shelf later on, but there's a um there's a documentary called Tokyo Idols. Um it was on Netflix for a while. It looks like it's on Apple TV to rent. Um really good. Not not necessarily super dark. They touch on the negative aspects, but they also touch on all the other aspects of pop idols in Asia, and it is is definitely worth a watch. I mean, it's it's it, it's definitely something that like you know, and then they even touch on that aspect of it, dude, in the movie with the other two members of Cham when they're like in the concerts. It's like it's like it's only dudes. Yeah, the concerts are filming only it. Like guys. They're, yeah. they're like filming their their go home and masturbate. 
footage. So, oh, let me know? ask you guys a question. Let me ask you guys a question. That last Champ concert, was that real or was that in your mind? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I, I mean, I that's no kind of the idea. whole... I have it's no the whole idea. point of the it's the whole so, the, this whole movie makes you question everything you're I know, seeing. Constantly. I know. But here's the thing that I think it was real and I have a feeling that was Rumi that jumped out in the in the in the in the stands. Because Rumi used to be in Cham, right? She used no, she used to be a pop idol. Okay. She was younger, it was, okay, I thought she, she was like, but she like outgrew, it was like Menudo or something where there's yes, just exactly. new people. No, no. Okay. She <laughs> outgrew her pop idol stardom. She got old. And unfortunately she got fat. I mean she got old and she got fat. And so she so outgrew she the pop She idol. couldn't do it anymore. She couldn't do it anymore. But here's why I think that's that the, the what you're seeing when you see Mima on the stage with them, I think that is what's his name's me mania looking at her. Because he's video he's videotaping it. That's his perception. He's thinking it's her. But if you look at um the two members of Cham, uh whatever they're called, Riku, whatever the hell they're called, they are looking at her and they're like shocked. They have a shocked kind of face when they see Mima jump out into the crowd. But that's not Mima. I think that's Rumi, and they're just surprised at what she's doing. But no one spe- no one talks be. about it after more. Yeah, that no could one be. no one mentions it, so you wonder if it's real or if it's not. I think it is real. They just kind of move past it because yeah. it's supposed I love, to be the I think I was more distracted the by the outrageous lyrics of Cham. <laughs> to pay attention to <laughs> the anything. Angel else. with white wings. Oh my gosh. <laughs> There's so many aspects of this movie that, the, like, like, like the reflections. Well, okay, so yeah, when you see the reflection, because the quote unquote imaginary version is in the reflection, not standing in the scene, mm-hmm. you think as the viewer, you know which one's real and who's imagining it, right? But at the end of that movie, if you go back and watch this, you start questioning. Shit, was that was that the manager or was that Miku, right? Or or like like all, all these things and and I love how the point I was going to make was how some aspects are so clear that they're imaginary that they're fictitious to the mm-hmm. primary that the protagonist, but other aspects they're very evident that this is an imaginary thing when the younger perfect version of the idol skips down the street from light pole, light pole to light pole. Yeah. Right? Across the, like, 60 feet up, 30 feet up, whatever. She's just skipping across these light bulbs, right? Clearly an imaginary figment, right? But other times you're like, shit, was that? I mean, I know that they showed me this, but is that what they were really saying? Or what's no, actually and happening? Then, and, then, and then you see at the end, okay, Eric, you want something to say, dude? Oh, no, 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 no. Please continue. Like, like you see at the end when she's running away from Rumi, she sees Rumi as idol Mima. Yeah, yeah, who's the, floating. But Rumi's really floating. trucking. She's, she's really fucking struggling yeah, yeah. to get across the street. Yeah. But in, in because you know Mima's so fucked up in her brain that all she sees, not in the reflection, but in, in front of her, when she sees idol Mima, she sees idol Mima. But if, she, if you saw like at the end when she looked at the, that store glass window. She, said, she saw Rumi. Oh, she saw Rumi behind I her. About the real end when she looks at herself. No, no. At the, end, like, yeah. at the end. At the end. At the end. There's a, there's, a, there's a significance yeah. of that. There's yeah. a significance of that. But, but at, in in that scene when she sees the big window and she sees Rumi in the reflection, but when she dodges Rumi's stab with the umbrella and it breaks the glass, she sees Idol Mima because she's turned away from the mirror, and that's the whole thing with perception. 
Yeah. That's the perception. She sees Rumi right now at that point. She perceives her as Ida Mima because she's been fucked up in her head seeing Ida Mima as it is. But when she well, sees, and, and she doesn't see Rumi until she knocks off. If you notice, she automatically, the, the body metamorphosizes when she knocks the wig off. Yeah. Yeah. And then, well, and of course, Rumi whole, has to grab the wig and she fucking impales herself with the fucking glass. Yeah. It's like a, the, it's like a fucking ghost. The, uh, <laughs> oh, like somebody Get mailed me an explosive. <laughs> no one cares, right? They, well, they mail her an explosive and no one cares. Like, <laughs> ah, it's not a big deal. I wonder if that was Rumi. I don't know. That could have been Mania. Who knows? I think it was Rumi or Mania, one of the two. I, think, and they, I don't think it really matters. It's just yeah. perception. It's all about perception. Nobody wants her to be in this freaking dramatic role where she gets... At the beginning, we didn't know about the rape, but she's in this super dramatic role and all wants to... They want her to be a pop idol. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want that. So, Tomas, tell me. I know you picked this movie, Mm -hmm. and uh, I think it was a fantastic pick for an anime, especially when we're trying to... Uh, Open Eric's mind. D old man at the car show. Eric's perspective. <laughs> Not gonna happen. I'll always be that old fart. <laughs> What's, you got a Hemi in that? There's a Hemi. <laughs> Was that a Hemi? It's not supercharged. Don't show up. Anyway, fifty horsepower. Get the fuck out. So V eight. What did you? These are the same motherfuckers who were like, it's a V10 out of a Ferrari? That's not as good as my V8. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, thoughts? Thomas? Why? Why did you pick this? What- I just I picked it because it's it's different. I mean, I think it's... it's. I mean, because this motion picture, you could tell, you know, if no one's ever seen it, like Eric's never seen it, he right off the bat got the aspect of Requiem for a Dream and Black Swan because this movie was very, to people like us and people like Aronofsky, who kind of, of course, was like in his 20s during the 90s. I mean, people who were like cinephiles, you know, you grew up watching see Akira and then this kind of movie pops up and you hear about it through the grapevine. And I just think this is one of those movies that, is a really cool movie to watch and you want to present it to somebody who would appreciate the cinematic aspect of it. That's why I chose it because I know Derek, I know Eric would appreciate the cinematic. I, and I did. I did. Yeah. And I mean, and, and yeah, and it may not be like you said, you just can't get behind it. I understand. You know, some people can't do that when it's an animated flick, but You're you can. to the V8. It's okay. But, but the, the and, and the medium can get in the way of that. I get it. <laughs> the medium can get in the way, but, for the simple aspect of the kind of film that it is, you know, it's it's a I think it's a really cool movie to show people who want to really see something different in that medium. Well, I think a lot of people and this is still a I think a pretty prominent perspective in the West. Um, you know, we cartoons are for kids, right? Mm-hmm. That whole perspective. Um, how can this be an adult concept? when it's animated, when it's got, you know, Wiley Coyote style explosions and, you know, surviving whatever happens to you and blah, 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 blah. Um, and the reality is that anime is so popular in some other countries, specifically the Asia, um, region, right. From Japan, Korea, and all around. Um, they like so much of the content 
that they consume on their television as everyday regular TV shows, the same way that we look at Friends and Big Bang Theory mm-hmm. and all the Cheers and all these shows. They have those same shows that are just everyday sitcoms, and that's what they grew up watching, right? And so their anime can encompass far more than our SpongeBob style animation that we have here, right? Mm-hmm. Like they they have they have all the same concepts, they have all the same uh, archetypes and and stories being told through anime, right? And that's kind of a foreign, con- literally a foreign concept to to. I think anybody who didn't grow up specifically only watching anime. I, so I, I hear you, but it's weird. Cause like, I was thinking about what you just said and like, especially when you said cartoons are for kids. Um, I like when I think about it real deeply though, it may just, it might be anime for me because there's, American animation that I've connected to characters, mm-hmm. you know, um, it may be that stuff. It's like, I'm, it's like, I'm like a animation bigot <laughs> where like, I can only <laughs> like, it's like, I'm having a hard time connecting. The Simpsons to, are nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a hard time connecting to, um, to, to anime over, you know, uh, American animation, but it's not, it's not entirely true because there's a lot of American animation too, where I feel the same way. But then there's certain. Well, I mean, like, it's it's Pixar. It's to even break it down that way, because like if you think about, I think you mentioned like you like like Rick and Morty, but yeah, I love Rick. Those and shows I connect, are those and shows I care are about heavily farmed out to Asia yeah. for animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. actual pen to paper kind of okay, stuff. Yeah. It's all farmed out. Right? Yeah, but it, like it's, okay, I get true. What you're well, in that case, like I, I'm, ki- but that's an American storyline. Sure, absolutely. Know? Yeah, and yeah. and I connect to those. Ca- I care about those characters, you know. And like even like Pixar movies, like the most recent one that I watched was Soul. Like I cared about what was happening there. Oh yeah, sure. that movie you know amazing. that was a good one. But for and, some... and we're not going to glaze over the most recent episode of Rick and Morty because that oh, shit was gosh, bonkers. it was dude. so good. Bird yeah. person. I haven't seen it. I haven't oh, seen it. Man, I haven't it was... seen it. I haven't oh, seen okay, it. Okay, I'm not going to talk dude. about it. But it was so good. But it, incredible it, episode. Yeah, yeah. It was. I think it might be the strongest one of the season so far. But it is definitely yeah. the strongest of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was. It was brilliant. But beyond that. Um, I don't know why, like maybe it's the the Japanese anime storytelling that I just have a hard time grasping. I don't know All why right. it's not grasping. I liked it. Don't get me wrong, but like I, I like don't I can't like love the characters. Okay. You know? Okay. I got it. Okay. This is the ultimate agree to disagree. Are you ready for this? Oh, sure. <laughs> Fuck me. I have struggles with real film. Requiem for a Dream, Blue mm-hmm. Valentine. And it's not one thing or another. It's hard to put my finger on it, but I don't like them. <laughs> That's your anime, dude. Yeah, I, 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 but, but the difference is like, I'm not going to... Don't you dare. <laughs> but the difference is, Derek, is that I'm it's not going to... I'm not going right. to... No, 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 no. This is where, where <laughs> me and you differ. Is I'm not going to give this film a five. 
<laughs> okay. Because it doesn't deserve a five. All right. All right. You just know, because I didn't connect. You with are the, the bigger man. You okay, are. Just I didn't Definitively, it is a statement I'm making. Yeah. I'm not going to give it a five because it's better than a five. This one was way better than a five. Yeah. All right. So, in that aspect of it, we're going to go ahead and move on to our ratings of the motion picture. So, for that simple fact, Eric. Let me hear your rating, brother. Uh, so I don't remember what I gave Gabe of the Friday Fireflies, but after talking about it with you guys, I, I'm going to give it, I think I gave Grave of the Fireflies like an eight, and I'm going to give this this one an eight too. I think it's a, nice. uh, a solid, a solid uh, story. I liked what was going on. I didn't care about the characters, but I can, I can pull myself away from that and recognize that this was a, this was a solid piece of work here, man. It was a, it was a good movie. Um, I'm glad I had a chance to watch it. I did not walk away pissed off, you know, like I did with Collateral Beauty, um, both times that I saw it. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, this I can't one, believe you saw it more than once. Well, uh, yeah, that's, I had to watch it again because of Derek. But um, <laughs> beyond that, yeah, no, this is a, this is a solid eight. I I think it was. Um, I think it was it was cool storytelling. I liked the storytelling. I liked the cinematics that they had involved in it. It was good filmmaking. Um, an eight. I'm going to give it an eight. Derek, what you got, dude? It pains me how this next movie he's going to select for, for his anime movie is probably going to be the last anime he watches for decades. <laughs> for a long time, most likely. Unless, you guys, are like, unless you guys tell me like there's an anime that's going to rock my socks off and I have to watch it. <laughs> I'm going to find it. I'll find it for <laughs> okay. my rating. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to approach this from the same standpoint that I did blue, blue Valentine. Um, I'm going to say that this is like a four and a half on the side uh, out of five, four and a half out of five. Oh, okay. On the side of uh, like, like how well it was written and, and drawn and directed and produced and all of that. Out of five, four and a half out of five. I think it could have been better. There were some aspects that I didn't particularly like, but um, yeah, four and a half out of five. As the story and my enjoyment, three and a half out of five. So, so I guess it's an eight. Yeah, you're giving it yeah. an eight. Okay, an eight. yeah, eight out of ten. That works. That works. And actually, Still I'm better gonna... than Blue Valentine. I'm gonna... I think you. I want you to. I really want you to change your Blue Valentine score. <laughs> What did I rate it? Did I give it a, a five? five. I, th- I think you give it a five. I thought you give it a two. <laughs> no, he gave it a five. He said he's Let's filmmaking see. aspect. It doesn't is a matter, five, bro. It's, it's still better like than it? in the army now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so no, I'm. Wow, I'm honestly, I might have to I, re-rate them all. I'm gonna have to go so far back to think through all this. <laughs> shit, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it an eight too. So I, and we actually hit up. That's actually the IMDb rating for the movie too. Oh it's wow, an eight. Okay. it's literally a solid eight. So yeah, I mean, an eight is a great pick for this movie. I think no, an eight's a good score. It's a very, it's a very strong score. Yeah, score. it's an eight point oh out of ten. Considering that we've I, most of the stuff I score is like sub five. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. This is, that's, that's good. So all right, so all right, since so we both all gave it an eight, which is actually this is one of our highest rated movies, actually, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, on the show. Um, let's go ahead and talk about our top show. Can I? Can I? Can I say something real quick? Nope. (laughs) Uh, Applying the same logic to these two movies, In the Army Now and Blue Valentine. Oh, God. Fuck me. Did you find the notes or something? No, no. I'm just applying the same logic. I'm thinking back to it. 
Oh, uh, I'm going to rate In the Army now a three out of five oh, God. when it comes to how well it was produced. Oh, Jesus. No, that shit's like a two, bro. No, not even close, bro. That's <laughs> and, like a one. And how much I enjoyed the story as a four out of five. That what brings it to fuck? a seven. No. I'm pretty sure I rated no. it higher than that last time. Dude, so I'm going to bring it down. It's, I'm going to bring no. it down. Now, no, Blue I'm Valentine, with, though. I think me and Goody brought it down even further because we both give it like ones. <laughs> so, so Blue Valentine, if yeah, I remember correctly, I think what you guys said was that I'd given it a five on its production You value. gave it a five, yes. And then a zero. Then a zero out for how much I enjoyed it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. So I've, I've rethought that a little bit. I'm going to say a 4.7 out of five. Oh, Jesus Christ. On how well it was produced and put together. Eric's okay. going to get up and walk away now. And I'm going to give it a 1.5 on how much I enjoyed the story. Jesus Christ. So that brings it to a, let's see, what is that? 6.2. And I think that's about right. Oh, God. Thanks, not, Thank you for that, Derek. I'm really glad. Oh, I can't. I can't for right now. I was harsh. Thank you for changing your score from a 5 to a 6.2. I really appreciate <laughs> it. On a film that's a solid 9.5. Thank you. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Moving on, moving on. All right, Eric, what shelf. is your top shelf, bro? Um, so I think I'm gonna go with I was I was talking about this with with Derek earlier. Um, there's a film that came out, um, and I, I remember there being um a little bit of talk about it in like the you know the indie world. And I don't know if you guys know anything. Do you guys know about A24, the film studio? Yes, I do. I do. Yeah, A24 <laughs> is kind of a big deal with cinephiles because they're they're mm-hmm. putting out a lot of great content, and there's a lot yeah. of like. Um, newer directors that are that are coming out of there and I, I they may have something to do with the new film renaissance that's that's on its way here hopefully because yeah. we've been in a, a a bad spot for about 20 years with films so um and they, so it's they, marvel yeah yeah they have the new like auteurs which are like your ari asters and your robert yeah. eggers and um yeah. i forget the woman who who made this film but um it's a film it's an a24 film and it's called uh zola or at zola uh-huh. And the film is about a stripper who gets caught up in a crazy trip with a friend that she just met to go strip in Florida. Like they were from like Tennessee or something, went to Florida to go strip. And it's the idea comes from a true life story that blew up on the internet years ago. This stripper literally went on Twitter and did 148 Twitter uh, posts about what happened during her weekend with this friend that she met. And it was, I remember it was all over like Reddit and like boards and stuff. And I read it and I was like, wow, that's outrageous. And I remembered that when I was watching the movie, I forgot that the movie was based on that. I just wanted to watch it. Yeah. I just wanted to watch it because it's just a new female director. There's an A24 film. And as I'm watching, I'm like, I feel like I've heard the story. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, it's about these Twitter. It's about this this stripper who put out this thing on Twitter for the whole world to see. And they made a movie out of her her Twitter feed. It is wild. It's a wild ride. And apparently it's the whole thing is true. So um, it's definitely an interesting film. Um, really, really interestingly made. Very stylistic. Very new. Um solid job um love women filmmakers this girl did a good job and uh the acting in it was was uh pretty pretty darn good for pretty much all no-name people so uh at zola i believe it's called so that's yeah, my top yeah i just saw it dude i just saw it 
This yeah, sounds I, I, pretty I, legit. Yeah, yeah, it looks pretty cool, dude. And I cool. and I remember reading about it um, because it was a twenty four, and then finally when it was able to be streamed, I I was able to catch it. So didn't a twenty four do? Um, aren't they doing the Green Knight? Yes, that's a twenty four. Okay, yeah, and they did they did the witch, didn't they? Yes, they did the that? witch. They did yeah. Hereditary. They did Midsummer. Yeah. Midsummer, so good. Um, the Lighthouse. They they they're putting out some pretty great good stuff. content. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're putting out good content. Yeah, no, I want I I I hope I hope we're able to get that Green Knight on the on the server, dude, because they come. They're doing the thing. It was it today? Today was the uh, was the streaming event. So I don't know, man. I'm really hoping that it shows up on, on you know pretty soon for us to be able to download once it's able to after the movie theaters. Yeah, dude. It's supposed to be good. I heard some good stuff. Anyway. Yeah. So all right. So so that's that's your thing. At Zola. Yeah, at Zola. Um, if you guys have right. if you guys have some free hour and twenty five minutes or something, check it out. It's pretty interesting. Hell yeah, dude. Derek, what about have to yours? Keep me in the loop of any other A twenty four films because I hadn't heard a ton about it. I just kind of oh, dude, noticed a, that name coming up more and more. Yeah, it's a lot of them. They're they're they've become a very um, it's kind of hip because the movies they put out are good. You know, um, there is like an elitist sort of standpoint with it. So, um, you know, uh, there is a little bit of an elitist standpoint with it because they are putting out like really hip auteurs and, but it is, the stuff's good. You know, that's just what it comes down to. There's a lot of stuff on a 24 that's come out. And you said that they did the lighthouse too, right? That was the yep. one with, uh, Willem not Willem Dafoe. And, yeah, is no, Willem Dafoe? Dafoe's in it. Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it seemed um, uncut gems. Seemed like a very yeah. Oh, really? Yep. So, um, you yeah, for the show right. one seemed really artistic. Yeah, that's, that's when it's, I first saw the trailer. I was like, "This is very yeah. artistic um, type film." Euphoria, the television show on HBO, yeah, which yeah. is amazing, is a twenty four. So um, they do a lot of good like content. They bring yeah, the a lot content of cool is, content. Is very good. They're they're putting out good stuff. Cool. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see my picks, my picks. Um, so I mentioned Tokyo Idols, the documentary earlier, so I'm not going to really count that one. However, um, on the vein of idols and anime, there's a, uh, anime at its finest ridiculous show that is on, uh, I think it's on Netflix. It's called Backstreet Girls. And hold on, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that name. Oh Jesus Christ! My my mind. Let me, let me tell you what it's about. Name. Hold on. Okay. Let me tell you what it's Is about. This an anime. Oh, God. It's an anime about three yakuza guys. Okay. Who <laughs> get transformed into Tokyo pop idols? What is this? White chicks? Basically, but so they go but from with dudes idols to chicks. And yakuza. They go to so they go from girls. Yeah, they go from dude yakuza gangsters to being. Japanese pop idols, like right. they're women, and they're called like they're transformed girls? into women. the The show is called Backstreet Girls, not Backstreet Girls. Backstreet Girls, I like, unrelated oh, to the Backstreet Boys. Not Backstreet Boys. No, unrelated to Backstreet Boys. Thinking of music, all I could think of was Led Zeppelin. You know that line from the song, "I want to be your backdoor man." I don't even know. Oh dude. God, no! I don't even oh. know. Anyway, bro. <laughs> my point that I'm trying to actually. Motherfuckers. Anyway, <laughs> just get to it. I'm sorry. The uh, it's it's a it's a ridiculous, funny, stupid. I mean, these guys are like used to killing people, and now they have to go, you know, 
choreograph choreographed dance in front of guys who were ogling them, right? And that's their life. They're transformed overnight, and it's a, just a quirky, stupid, fun con- like scenario. Um, I only watched a handful of the first episodes. It wasn't really for me, but I thought it was. But you kind bring of, it as your uh, top. You're show. saying it's your top because it's related. That's this is great. Related. Okay, you want to talk in your uh, is it Big better Bang than um, Big Bang Theory? No, dude, no, tacos? I'm fucking with you, bro. <laughs> is it better than what? Eggs, burgers, tacos. <laughs> Wonder egg priority. Oh, yeah, that one. Is it better like, than that? Lion. <laughs> you said you were gonna watch it. I know, I'm going to. I really like, am. Is, it, is, it, is it better? Is because it better? we're the old guys. Is it, is it better? Who won't set aside time to watch an anime? And if is we're it, gonna watch is it, it for real better? the first time, we're not gonna watch it at all. Is right? it better than than cucumber rabbit farts? Shut the. And... What's your top shelf, dipshit? <laughs> All right, so Backstreet Girls is your top shelf. That's awesome. No, no, I mean it's cool. I've never heard of it, and and it's a cool concept. It's just it's different, which is cool. That works. Dude. It's on Netflix. It's I don't on know Netflix. If it's I can find it. Um, I'm pretty sure. Uh-oh. Yeah, Backstreet Girls. Uh, you might have to search. They've got a, like a secondary title called Goku Dolls. I don't know what okay. that means. Hmm. Yeah, G O K U D O L S. Only one okay. L there. All right, cool. Well, I have I have a. Okay, so I have my top shelf, but I wanted to bring up one thing. So I don't know whoever has a PS4. Um, uh, if oh you have God, PS4, is this your public service? I do. No, 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 no. I no, do no. have one, and I know what dude, you're going to talk about. <laughs> dude, I, no, no. I, I, I got Last of Us Part Two. Oh, okay. Oh, I haven't played it. Yet. You haven't played it yet. Okay, so, so good, yeah. the second one, Eric. This game is so meant for you, dude. Really? Oh man, I got to get it. Because the emotional roller coaster, like this movie would make Derek feel uncomfortable, like Blue Valentine's. I cried. I had like a little teary eyes in the first. So one. the whole the whole thing of this, I'm 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 not gonna say exactly like the storyline behind it, but the thing is, is that so in the first movie, in the first kind of like a movie, it is like a movie, yeah. The game, the first game, the whole thing is them surviving through you know going across from Boston to, to Austin, right? To no, no, to Utah. Or Wyoming. I thought it was Austin to Boston. No, it was Boston to Utah. I thought they okay. started in Austin, in or Texas. Austin? Maybe. It was Austin. Oh, yeah. Austin, okay. Yeah. Trying to get to it Utah to go visit. Okay. Hold on, hold on. Sorry. They started wherever town they started, which I believe is Austin. They got they had to get to Utah to meet the Fireflies or whatever. And they had to go through the zombie apocalypse aspect of it where they had to fight zombies. So here's the thing. It's this so game. Good. This game. <laughs> so this game goes from like... You know how the first game was all about the zombies. This game, the it shows you that the real monster isn't zombies. The real monsters are human beings. Yeah, yeah. What they put people through is so horrible, especially when you think of how society has crashed at this point, dude. What 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 goes on in this? I have I killed more humans mm. by by stabbing them in the neck. <laughs> Okay, or shooting them in the head, in trying the to survive. Of the game. In the in context the cons- of the game, no, not just that. No, no. But I also, in the context of the game, I murdered a pregnant woman. All right, now it you're was- gonna you're giving you're giving away spoilers. Sorry, no, but you don't even know, bro. You don't even know. Yeah, There's no, that's so much tough. in this game. That's tough. Yeah. It's it's tough. The move, the game is I'm like gonna, really tough. I'm gonna download it tomorrow. It's, it's worth it. It's time. It's worth it. It took. Dude, I haven't it, played I went through it in like a year or two. Dude. Download it. It's yeah. worth worth playing the game because what you go through is so rough. I started. I played the first game. I told my brother, and, and Goody was like, 
I can't. Yeah. <laughs> with that game. It was too much. Yeah, it's but a that's lot. Not the my, first that's one not my, was a lot. This one, this is a lot. Yeah. This is a lot. So this but second one. That's not my more. top shelf, okay. but I wanted to just bring it up. Oh, thank you. My top shelf. Okay. My top shelf actually is really fun. Okay. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the documentaries of the Cocaine Cowboys. No, I haven't watched <laughs> it yet. Yeah. But have you seen any of the Cocaine Cowboy documentaries? Uh-uh. Holy shit. If you haven't, it's fine. So they're directed. They're all directed, even this new series. So Mike Top Shelf is the one on Netflix called Cocaine Cowboys, Kings of Miami. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's six episodes. And the and this, this series is so hilarious for the aspect of that. It's like people – I've never I – I don't know people, but the thing is that if you live group in Miami, you – you, you weren't too far removed from somebody who was either selling drugs or who knew someone that sold drugs, you know, because it was just how prevalent it was in Miami in the 80s. And, and if anybody 90s. out there doesn't have Netflix, they released like a full, I don't know, it must have been 10 or 15 minutes of one of the episodes straight onto YouTube. You can just watch it. Dude. So that's where I is, saw that part. And then and then and the thing is is that it's so funny because so they've made he's made three documentaries. He had the original Cocaine Cowboys, okay, which was from the aspect of the Colombians, okay, who were a part of the drug wars. Then you have another one that he created, which is called Cocaine Cowboys Reloaded. Okay. And that one was from the aspect of a couple of Anglos, you know, some Anglos who were part of it. Who were like distribution and like smuggling and and you know shipment and all that. That's what they were in charge of, and they made a ton of cash. I mean, there's so much money that these guys made. It's unreal how much money they made. I mean, you 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 just it just it just boggles the mind. They, they had so much Miami. money. No, not just that, but they had so much money outside of that, dude. They didn't know what to do with it. It's just it was sitting in houses, full, stacked from the floor to ceiling. Columns of just that part, money that part of the movie they where they they can't they they fly a plane full of drugs in and they can't fly the plane back out because the money weighs more than the product. Yes. The plane can't oh, take off, dude. No, but but look, check this out. So then, of course, this next series is from the aspect of the Cubans, and for me, I was laughing my ass off because. I don't know anybody like this, but the mannerisms is just like people that I know or me. I mean, I make the same fucking mannerisms with my wife, you know, and I hear the people's accent and it sounds like people I know and it's just hilarious. But there's one thing that they, they show in, in this version of like the guys talk, these guys called the Los Muchachos, it's Willie and Sal. They're the guys who basically, they ran the cocaine business for the entire United States. They ran it. They... They got caught with 75 tons of cocaine. Oh, my gosh. Hold on a second. Tons. 75 tons, tons of cocaine? <laughs> oh my God. That's when that's they got caught. 150,000 pounds out there for you guys, just in case that's, you want to That's know what they pounds. got caught with, with the street value of $2 billion. But that's what they got caught with. Yeah. And they got caught with that in 1991. And they had been selling that shit since the early 80s. <laughs> so... And and not only that, when they got caught, he was still doing work. Like they were still dealing drugs outside of it <coughs> through the gamut of lawyer client lawyer privilege. <laughs> <laughs> so so it, when they talk about it, it's crazy. But the thing was is that the person he had on the outside, she would go to houses, houses, and she would move money to pay people off. 
and 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 there was still a ton of cash. And I mean, it was just, it was I just can't unbelievable. Fathom that much money, exactly. Like, no, no, you're quite literally making <laughs> money faster than you can even imagine on how to spend it. That's how it was, dude. There was a there, like untaxable in, 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 dollars. Yes, in Reloaded, in Reloaded, the guy was there. He's like, he's like, I was, my, I was throwing money left and right. He said he he said at one point he owned, and they didn't have it in his house, but he owned at one point. 60 racehorses. 60. And he paid for all of them in cash. Never, never seen a race at all. But never like, seen how did you, he just bought a bunch of horses. Like <laughs> he bought the horses because his girlfriend loved horses. How do you get away with that? Like, how does like how do you like what do you say your job is? Well, no, the thing was is that all these guys, they weren't paying taxes, but they're no, paying it's such cash. A set, like, and in my you, but in I, Miami, the thing was is that if you paid cash, especially during that time, if you paid cash, they didn't give a fuck because you paid cash. I know, but like at the same time, like the someone's got to in the government's got to be like, this guy owns sixty racehorses. He's probably got seventeen mansions. Someone's got to be auditing this guy. Well, no, the thing was is that they didn't have bank accounts. I, I mean, I get that, cash. but like, but like, well, and they also they talk about how like they bought politicians, they paid for all these. Buildings to be erected. That's how they laundered their money. Oh, okay. Like they, they would they, buy properties, dude. The downtown well, and they contributed Miami. tremendously to the development of Miami. Yeah. Downtown right? so, Miami is the greatest city that drugs built. <laughs> drugs built downtown Miami. A hundred percent accurate. Absolutely, a hundred percent. Hundred percent accurate because, <clears throat> and all the reasons why now you have those checks and balances on bank accounts. Now, mm-hmm. like as far as cashing money or depositing money in banks, a lot of the a lot of the checks and balances that you get now in banks is because of the drug money in the eighties, specifically from Miami. Yeah, because you'd have these people, you know, depositing banks and giving like bank presidents and bank managers a cut, so yeah. that no one would see it. That whole it's uh, absurd. Yeah, I'm gonna they, watch they, it they, now. I'm very interested. It's basically <laughs> like moonshine, but thirty years with ago. cocaine. <laughs> yeah, dude, and it's it's crazy. Like the the first one is good. The second one's good too. They're both really long. The, the first one, and the second one are like two to two and a half hour long documentaries on this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And and the first one starts off with. What they believe is what started the cocaine wars, as far as, far as anything, is there was a hit at what's now a mall in Miami. Of actually, it's what's considered the third most profitable mall in the United in the whole world. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. per square foot, this mall in Miami, you're supposed and they, they they charge and they make around seven thousand dollars a month oh, per wow. square foot. Oh wow! And this mall in Miami was an outdoor mall in the early '80s, and there was a shootout at a liquor store in this mall. Okay. Dude, that That's whole story is crazy. Like, there's it's assassins, nuts. like actual assassins, who show up and in right. broad daylight gun this guy down. Okay, no more because I'm gonna watch it. Don't tell watch me it. Okay. It's worth it. All right. It's worth it. All right, good but top shelf. But good yeah, it's like, yeah. watch Cocaine Cowboys, Kings of Miami. But if you watch the first two, Cocaine Cowboys and Cocaine Cowboys Reloaded, do not watch Cocaine Cowboys Two: The Godmother. Do not watch that okay. one. <laughs> that one's a piece of shit. Don't watch that one. Okay. But but the other one, the, the the regular cooking cowboys, those are fucking amazing. Okay. Watch them. Cool. So Eric. What is your choice, brother? Okay. So God, please, please be decent. I I stumbled upon this. And I it just came up on like 
I think it was on like an Instagram news feed or something like that. And I don't remember what it was, but I was looking, it was showing, or was it Instagram? I don't remember. Oh my God, the suspense. <laughs> Either way, I was looking at something that had to do with the movie Inception, which I like the movie Inception. And they were talking about, I was reading a little bit more about it. I don't know. I don't know why I was just reading about Inception. And they said that Inception was heavily influenced by an anime film. Uh-huh. And I looked up what film it was. Because it, well, it said it in the article. And then I looked it up and I saw like a trailer. And I was like, that's what I'm picking. It is a film called Paprika. We're going to oh. watch. Oh. We are going to oh, watch F- Paprika. FYI, we're Same doing. Director, Same director, dude. Same director, dude. Oh, it is. Same yes. director. Okay, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's the same. Didn't even it's realize. Actually, it's actually his last movie before he died. Okay, well, Paprika is the film we are going to watch. Nice. I'm and super excited. I watched excited, the trailer dude. and I was like, okay, uh, you've got my attention. No, um, no, no. I'm I, I, was, I was like, I was like Leonardo DiCaprio. I was like, at first you had my curiosity, I was like, I was and like, now <laughs> you have my attention. All of a sudden, he's like this. I'm like, that's what I'm going to Oh, pick. dude, that's awesome. That's hilarious. We're having a Satoshi Kone double yeah. feature, bro. That's I'm awesome. I'm fine with it. Like, based on this so far, I was like, all right. And now that you said that, that makes me feel better about the choice. That's a good choice. So, that's a good choice. I've never seen it. I've wanted to. You've I've never seen never Paprika? Yes. No. Yes. I'm excited. I'm have excited, Have you ever seen dude. it, Derek? Uh, yes, I have. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm, I'm excited to see it. Um, I looked up. You can rent it on like uh, iTunes. I think Vudu. It's nowhere to stream like on the services for free. Like if you have a subscription service, they're all like rentable. But that's what I saw. It was like on. I think it was on iTunes, Vudu, um, is... maybe Amazon. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Uh, so you can stream it on Criterion. Oh, it's on is... the Criterion channel. Okay. Yeah. No, that. I can't believe anybody would know. Uh, not to downplay, but that's not a I, big streaming network. It's I love not. And I was thinking channel. about I was thinking about getting it, but I haven't. I've had it, it before. Yeah. I've had it before, and for cinephiles, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about doing it's it. Great. I haven't jumped in yet, but yeah. Like, but you can you can rent it on Amazon, Vudu, and YouTube, mm-hmm. Directv, Apple TV, whatever this other. That, one is. That's what where is I this? saw Jodorowsky's uh, famous movie El Topo. Oh, on okay. that. Yeah, I. I, I <laughs> it's have so funny movie. that you. <laughs> Uh, picked another Satoshi. Movie. That literally, and I didn't even realize that. I didn't know. I just, I didn't look anything about about it. I'm like, okay, I'm not. I just this. I stumbled upon this, and I was like, oh man, that looks interesting. And then I watched yeah. the show. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna choose that. That's good. All right, cool. So the next movie we're gonna be talking about in the next few weeks will be the motion picture known as Paprika. All right. So, um, you know. With everything that was going on in the motion picture, there was a lot. But I mean, there's so many cool quotes and stuff like that. But nothing that was out stood out except, you know, angels with white wings. That's all I can think of right now from the Cham lyrics. I don't Cham know. lyrics, man, were so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> it was bad. Sure. It was bad. But let's just go with that. Anyways, all right. So everybody, we'll see you guys in a few weeks. Peace out.